Welcome back, Foley fam. We are here for the historic 100th episode of the Chick Foley Show. That's right. We got milestone episodes back to back. Last week we had a two year anniversary and now we're here for the 100th episode. Sheena, welcome all the listeners to the show. Welcome, you guys. And we are knocking on Halloween's door. So this is this has been a super special couple of weeks. Marco, how you doing up in Massachusetts? Doing fine. We've been having uh, some some like Seattle type of weather since Monday. So it's been just been like gray and rainy for the past four days. Hopefully you get some sunshine here sometime soon. Cause no, you don't need aging. sunshine. In, you don't need sunshine in the fall. It's supposed to be all gloomy doomy. You know what no, I mean? We, no, we need, we, uh, we need to feel good. We need to feel good around <laughs> here. We, our teams are doing too good this time around. So we need some sunshine in our lives. Yeah, the Patriots are struggling. That's that's totally different from anything we've seen in the last 20 years. So, yeah, like we mentioned, 100 episodes. There, We got them in the books now. This is it. Uh, we're on a one-day delay, uh, like you guys saw on, on Sheena's account last night, Brett the Babyface. Uh, he did not want to see the 100th episode happen, but we could not be stopped. We are yeah. here. He's tucked away uh, nice and safe in bed, and we're ready to rock. So thank you guys for all the support over the first two years and 100 episodes. And uh, like we mentioned last week, we're just getting started. We're going to continue to grow this thing. Uh, bigger and better every week for you guys so let us know what y'all want to see and we'll try to give you more and more of that so Sheena tell me where they can find you guys on social media so you can find myself Chick Foley at Chick Foley on Instagram and you can find the MVP Marco Denton at Twitter of course running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley show all right and tell us a little bit about the premium Foley fam so yeah you can go to chickfoleyshow.com you can uh, sign up for Patreon it starts at a dollar a month for a dollar a month you get access to our Facebook community which is one of the most awesome perks uh, we buy sell trade figures for retail plus shipping it's just a great community of people we do discord chats for um, pay-per-views we just talk a lot of wrestling share a lot of collections do a lot of fun stuff in there there's a lot of great people we've talked about the community on the you know podcast multiple times um, and then for the next tier up you become mid Carter you get all of our bonus content Content, bonus episodes on boxings uh we do occasional trivia and stuff so yeah stay tuned for all of that we have some really fun stuff coming up over the holiday so that's chickfullyshow.com and then we got another contest coming up in honor of halloween we're going to do a costume contest this one's open to everybody all you need to do is just dm a picture uh to sheena of your best halloween costume uh, keep it pg-13 and below folks for wrestling all you, halloween costume. yeah for all you weirdos out there so it's got to be a wrestling related uh, costume. We're giving away two figures. We're going to be giving away an Elite 75 Pete Dunn to the best uh, the best kids costume out there that we see and a Survivor Series Elite Kane to the best grown-up. So two awesome figures going to be going yeah. home for the best uh, Halloween costume this year. So stay tuned to Sheena's Instagram for, for and Marco's Twitter for more details on that. All right. Uh, Marco, tell them about Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, man. Pro Wrestling Tees. We have a uh... We have some great designs, but I'm more excited about the one that we have now, the uh, NXT Halloween Havoc-inspired Chick Foley show design that we have. Yeah, I actually just got mine in a couple of days ago. I rocked it yesterday. Um, It feels great. Obviously, I got the the, uh, the premium quality soft design t-shirt can't go got that upgrade can't get that can't get that cotton i gotta i gotta feel the softness on my skin with that shirt but uh yeah i got the one in black um it's also in orange and gray i believe mike lanham got the orange one the orange one looks yeah our buddy mike lanham's rocking well. that orange yeah so definitely go pick those up um and all the other designs check them out at uh pro wrestling tees slash chick foley 
Yep, and for uh, Ringside, obviously, we have to partner with our buddies over at Ringside. You can always, always use code CHICKFOLEY for all your ordering, uh, pre-ordering. So make sure when you when you shop at Ringside, use code CHICKFOLEY to save 10% off your order. All right, with that, it's time to head inside the squared circle with Chick's top six. This is where we break down uh, basically our top six stories in no particular order from the world of pro wrestling each week. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chalkline. Hit up Chalkline Official on Instagram to check out all their latest releases. They dropped some sweet uh, Halloween Havoc 1997 uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero shorts this week. Look really awesome. Uh, the Bret Hart Royal Rumble 93 jacket. Oh there's still a few gosh. sizes left on yeah. that. That one hasn't sold all the way out yet, so you got a chance to go get it. And then there's also the matching uh, Razor Ramon jacket along with it. So Chalkline's always dropping some crazy stuff. they got some amazing wrestling-related gear and then a bunch of other nostalgic stuff that uh, – you know, might tickle your fancy, so check quick, them out. They just—they're just about to drop their denim line. So if you're like me and you like all denim, everything, they're—they're—they just previewed their Undertaker denim. If you guys remember yeah. the vintage—the vintage denim from back in the day with like Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Bret Hart, um, Chalkline is bringing that back to the forefront. So definitely check them out. They just posted a preview. They're—they're going to be so sick. All right, so let's hit the chicks' top six with story number six. The Wednesday Night Wars. So uh, it was finally back after 20 years, something we've been very excited for, Halloween Havoc. First yes. off, uh, guys, did it live up to your expectations? For me, I'll, I'll kick it off. I thought I thought the set, you know, we had talked about like we wanted we wanted like full bore. We didn't want like half ass Halloween Havoc. We wanted it to be, you know, we wanted tombstones. We wanted like it to be foggy and smoky and, you know, um, the pumpkins and the whole the whole nine. And the set for me really, really delivered. I thought it kind of had that nostalgic feel, but it still felt modern. It, it was just really cool. Then they had the wheel set up. I love the way that they had Shotzi kick off the show with, you know, the electric chair and all that. She was just like the perfect host and then the matches i was really impressed with all the matches i thought it was super entertaining top to bottom um i just thought everything was great what about you marco yeah i definitely agree with that uh the whole show top to bottom great um it reminded me of sort of like a uh like a takeover light almost mm-hmm. um it was takeover quality matches um for sure the, yeah the uh, rhea ripley's match was great um i love the cinematic match with um with uh, Dexter Cameron Lumis. Grimes, Cameron Grimes and Dexter yeah. Lumis, yeah, that was that was really entertaining. That that dude's he's something else. Cameron Grimes, he's uh, oh, it was, it was, yeah, it's it's funny, it's scary. It, it was everything. Um, the uh, the return of Pete Dunne looks shredded right now, which is pretty scary. If he wasn't scary before, he's definitely yeah. scary now. Uh, I told looks, Seth, I was great. like, I don't know what his workout routine is, but the man looks good. He is yeah. jacked to the nines. Like, yeah. he looked like a million bucks, dude. I mean, yeah. I, I just, whoa. Yeah, so it looks like there's a new faction form in there that that cannot compete. I think talent-wise <laughs> yeah. with, uh, with Undisputed Era, because you get some heavy hitters. You get some brutal dudes That's what we that said. Team. Yeah. Yeah, the Pat Mac faction. The Pat Mac faction. I actually like yeah. that name. You should uh if anyone's listening at the WWE we'll, headquarters, we'll know, we'll know. Yeah, we'll know next week when they announce. <laughs> the and it's, uh, it it kind of works out perfect, you know, with Pat, Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. Uh, you know, we got, it hasn't been officially announced yet, but we know War Games should be right around the corner. So yeah, it's not going to be a nice... Survivor Series weekend, but they have a they have a takeover set up for December six, so that maybe that'll be when War Games is. Okay, yeah. yeah so we got a nice uh, set up there for a good War Games match if that's the direction they're going to go with these new factions. Uh, what do you guys think was the best match of the night? 
Mark, I'll let you go first. I don't know. I, I, there was a there was a few that I liked for different reasons. What was your favorite match of the night? Yeah, it's a it's a tough call on that one. Uh, I might. Uh, I'm gonna go with the the Rhea Ripley match on this one. It was uh, good. They, yeah, they beat good. the crap out of each other. Them too. It was a it's a pretty brutal match. Uh, uh, right from the beginning, you have, uh, two top athletes. They're both definitely in shape. Um, um, and, and I'm glad they have someone there in NXT that that can uh, actually match like Rhea Ripley in size, yeah, size and um, and and moves in the move set and stuff like that. So yeah, it's gonna they're be just my, bad, uh, vicious. Yeah, yeah, that's that's scary. Both of them in a good way. <laughs> yeah, that match was pretty awesome. Uh, the the female powerhouse style like that is kind of few and far between. And then to see them go head to head was really awesome. You know, we've seen those kind of matches with. Uh, Keith Lee and, and uh, DJ Kovac and stuff. So it was cool to see the females get on that action and kind of like the agile uh, powerhouses. Really good match. I really like Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest's match. Yeah, though. I can't believe that. You know, I've yeah. always been down on Damian Priest, but that match was that match was awesome. It was good. It crammed in all of the kind of Halloween gimmicks you wanted to see right away. And then we got to see Ghostface make his NXT debut. Yeah, the Ghostface. I was really surprised to see that come up. And it came up twice. It came up. So it's got to be somebody that's part of the, the Gargano, um, the, that's practicing the Gargano. Gargano way because he also tried to help Candace, and in that match, I, I actually was really surprised. I, I liked that match as much as I did. Candace taking that bump off of the ladder, like, like oh, when yeah. Io t- she tipped the ladder and then she took the bump off the ladder. I mean, that looked bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's a she's a beast for taking that. I was really surprised that she didn't go over. I just kind of had a gut feeling. Um, not that not that Io Shirai is an easy you know over, but I, I just had a gut feeling that Candice was going to win, and it, both uh, Johnny and Candice were going to come away with gold. But we saw Io take, uh, you know, retain the title. So, you know, she's to- totally worthy. I love the cinematic match because it just kind of tickles my, my fancy. I love all the creepy, scary stuff. I love the zombies. I know it's way out there, and it, yeah. like, you really have to suspend your disbelief when, like, you got all that – all that stuff going on. But I think for Halloween Havoc in an event like that, considering the circumstances, you know, with them working with no audience and stuff, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I agree. And we saw uh, the the numbers came out kind of right before we went to air that NXT actually beat AEW by a pretty healthy margin on the ratings last night. So I'm hoping this inspires WWE to bring back some more of the WCW pay-per-views for NXT special events. You know, they've had Starcade the last few years as a, um, as a network special and kind of a, a big supersized house show, but maybe we could see it be a, a NXT takeover or, or one of these like just special edition NXT episodes. Marco, you got any other WCW shows you'd like to see brought back? Oh, they should definitely, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're able to do this because of the size of the place that they're in, but definitely world war three would be nice. Bring back the, uh, the three ring battle. world. I don't know where they get 60 people at either, but, but it would be cool. It'd have to be um, like a, They'd have to bring all like SmackDown and Raw, like some of the guys that they're not really using <laughs> over there, and just throw them all in there. I'd definitely enjoy watching that. Yeah, there's so many because WCW is always so big with the uh, the theme shows. You know, we saw AEW bring back Bash at the Beach, and they brought back Great American Bash earlier this year. I'm thinking stuff like Slamboree, Spring Stampede. Um, but they didn't really do. I mean, I think this is the first one that they've really went all in on. Uh, you know, we saw like bash of the beach and all that it was just kind of like thrown together kind of like half-assedly i i I think this is the first one that's really like lived up to the hype yeah yeah it was awesome so hopefully we see this keep going because it is the first time nxt has been aw in a while so let's move to story number five hell in a cell went down on sunday night um what did you guys think of the uh the show overall 
Well, first thing I, I love, I mean, you know, I hate the, everything that's going on in the world that's causing us not to have any audience, but I am totally here for these shorter pay-per-views. I think it just makes for a much easier to digest like situation. Um, I, I love the length and not having like, you know, 12 matches on a, on a pay-per-view, but like, as far as the matches, I, I was concerned about there being, I know I kind of talked about last week about there being three cell matches. Um, and it was a lot, but I feel like each one was different in its own way and they all three delivered. And I thought they were all three. Excellent. Marco, what, what was the best cell match for you out of, uh, the three? Uh, that's not even a, that's not even a question for me. That's the, uh, Obviously, the 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 Reigns train is running through my mind right now. That uh, that opening match was, it was a movie. It was it was, yeah, it, was it was a it was a beginning, middle, and an end. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was an Oscar worthy performance by Roman Reigns, uh, the Usos best supporting actors, I would say. Um, director, best director, probably Paul Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, it was just that, that match, just like the whole story arc of that match. Like, I'm surprised I actually put that as the opening match because that definitely could have been too, yeah. um, the main event, obviously. But I, I, I seen a lot of people saying, "Well, it's 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 Jey Uso." I'm like, oh, are they gonna why are they gonna put him in the main event? I was like, he's in the main event, the last pay per view. I was like, plus the way yeah. they ended it with the with the Wild Samoans coming out with and, the yeah and with the with, and just crowning him like the actual try like he's the that was like a statement right there saying like, yeah, you have the rock out there. You have, you have everyone out there representing this family right now, but this is a guy that's, that's yeah. carrying us into the future. So, um, I thought it just, was, I thought it was very telling that, um, Jay didn't say like, he wouldn't quit for his own sake, but he quit for the sake of his brother. You know what I mean? They're really, they're yeah. really diving, diving deep in on this like family dynamic. And obviously we didn't see Rikishi out there, uh, you know, with the, with the wild Samoans. So it's, it's not the whole family that's, you know, basically like leaning into to Roman being the head of the table. So I'm curious to see, like I said, how many more layers there are to this in you know months to come and everything. But I, I thought that match was awesome yeah yeah it was it was something else you i'm not sure if we've ever seen that kind of uh this kind of acting chops shown off in the ring you know when roman was having his little breakdown yeah i didn't Jimmy know what was happening there came yeah. out you know he actually had tears and stuff uh so i don't know we've had tears in wrestling before you know the one Sasha. i always go back to is uh Sasha. you know when owen hart when owen hart started crying whenever uh oh, that's one of my him moments. and bulldog and brett finally made up and started forming the yeah. new heart foundation but that one just cracks me up because that one was just so goofy on it um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought Roman was awesome. You know, we, we never saw the rock did anything like that. We know the rock's the biggest movie star in the world. So, you know, WWE better watch out. I, I think Roman could be uh, heading to Hollywood sooner rather than later. He's got new suit, yeah. The new body, the, the man yeah. is, the man is built. built it was like a million bucks. Yeah. So, uh, hats off to Roman for another great performance. Let's talk about Drew McIntyre. So obviously his run came to an end. Randy Orton beat him. You know, for the most part, I'd say clean as a sheet, one, two, three, center mm-hmm. of the ring. You really didn't have to do anything, uh, you know, too underhanded to to beat him. Um, Drew's reign comes to an end. He had a, a significant title reign. You know, he won the belt, beat Brock at WrestleMania, held it all the way uh, through to the end of October. And it was during, you know, I think without a doubt, probably the strangest time in wrestling history. So what's you guys' overall thoughts now uh, on as Drew's reigns come to an end on how you think he did? Um... <laughs> We do need to. It's sad, it's sad that we both had to pause there. It's just unfortunate. We've talked about it on the show countless times that I think it's Drew did a, a, did good with what he had. I feel like Drew is one of those guys who really would have benefited and 
like been carried by the audience because you know the the audience and the crowd were so behind Drew and he just had all that momentum going into Mania and then it all just came to a screeching halt um, and everything changed and I just feel like I feel like he did the best with what he had I I don't think it's like a super memorable title reign I don't think it's anything that we're going to look back on and be like wow that was just that was just excellent you know he was such a, a fighting champion um, but I think he did the best with what he had and I hope that in the future he has another opportunity to, uh, you know, have, have something that's a little more, has a little more oomph to it. But like I said, he was definitely the guy to put it on at that time. And I think he did, you know, he, he made chicken salad, you know, so. Marco, you think he's going to get another shot with the belt? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think he definitely has another shot. Uh, probably not right away. Uh, or actually they might be doing it right away. It seems like they're, you know, mixing him with the feed and, and Randy Orton, so who knows? But uh, I think I definitely think he's getting another shot at the title. He, I think he, he, like you said, it's it was a weird weird time for him to carry the title. I think he proved that he he can be a champion. He carried it just the same way he. I'm assuming he would if there was a live crowd in front of him, um, yeah. and a lot of people. So um, I think that even gives him a better boost of or a better chance of actually getting another shot because the way he carried himself um, from WrestleMania all the way up until uh, he lost the title this past Sunday. So. Um, I'm rooting for him definitely. He proved that he can be a champion. He has the look of a champion. Um, yeah, he's got the look. Yeah. I so you can't deny that at all. He's very charming. I mean, he's just got the the baby face charm. I mean, he if the, if he had the audience there, I think it would have been a totally different story. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, he just he just didn't because his type of like promos and stuff. He needs that like that real crowd feel. Um, but yeah, I mean, hats off to Drew. I think, you know, I, I'm sad to see it come to an end, but I feel like it was definitely, it was definitely time. And I'm excited to see what, what Randy Orton's going to bring to the table. Yeah. And also along with Drew is uh, Bailey, you know, her, her title and ended. she held the SmackDown belt for over a year. It, yeah. It, it, it seems, a little, um, you know, not as long as it, as it really was because it was kind of broken in half between, you know, the pre-pandemic era and the, the pandemic era with no audience. But she held that belt for a very, very long time. You know, it had a tag team title reign in there, went through a lot of different challengers and then finally dropped it to Sasha. So hats off to Bailey. also. Her and Drew carried two of the most important titles in pro wrestling during a very strange time, and they both did great, and uh, look to see what they do next. Yeah, we hold on. We would be remiss really quickly not to touch on the women's match because the women's match was awesome. I mean, Sasha just took like some insane bumps that I just thought were. I mean, we, we talked about her. Like I think Seth uh, corrected me on the last episode, saying that she, you know, never shows out because that was the match that actually won me, or I retained the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship on. And uh, Seth said, "Yes, she always performs really well, but she never comes away with the title." And yeah. I'm here to just gloat a little bit because. I had faith in my girl and she came through and, and took that title and in the process just put on a freaking five-star yeah, match. We were clowning Sheena, but she did come through and Sheena's now holding that prediction championship going all the way back to uh, payback. So we'll see if she can keep it through full gear. That'll be the next big event we got going on. So story number four. Brand Warfare is back for Survivor Series 2020. This is a gimmick that they started up in 2016 after the last brand split. Um, It's kind of had some highs and lows over the last four years since they've done it. Uh, What do you guys think about them running it back for the fifth straight year here in 2020? 
I'm just, I, I hate this, this version of Survivor Series. Um, I just hate that it's literally about brand supremacy. Like, why do these people that are in these matches give a crap about which brand is better? I just, I, it's hard for me to just really suspend my disbelief about these types of things. It should really be like the two top people, like the two top guys in their feud. And then they just get this random gang of guys around them to create a Survivor Series team. Whereas like now it's just like all the, the best people on Raw and all the best people on SmackDown. We're not even including NXT this time. Um, I just, and they all, they usually always have to wear like the red and the blue or wear the, oh, the branded God. shirts. And that to me is just like repug. I just hate those Raw shirts. I hate those SmackDown shirts. Everything about it is just Nothing was not worse than cult leader Bray Wyatt wearing the blue SmackDown shirt. Oh, God. Yeah, and Seth Rollins always doing his, like, you know, Harvey Dent-style, two-faced, half Seth Rollins shirt, half Raw, uh, uh, Raw Survivor Series shirt. And then the time that Shinsuke Nakamura looked like he was wearing, like going to a dentist's office, he was, like, wearing a shirt over his ring gear. You know, he usually has, like, the long sleeve, you know, the, the deep V-neck, and he had a, a SmackDown shirt over top of it. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, Marco, what did you think of... Um, what do you think of NXT not being involved this year? Um, I think we talked about it last week. Um, and then Tommaso Ciampa actually brought it up this week. There's really no no star power anymore in uh, NXT. There's, they don't have that uh, buzz that they had last year uh, to, to actually be a part of this. So um, it is sad that they're not in it, but uh, um, I understand why. Uh, they still need uh, to build like a huge star in that company or stars, plural. Um, in order mm-hmm. to be a part of something like that, so I don't, I don't think they're in the talks right now for brand supremacy. They're in the talks for talent, definitely, but um, not all the talent there is better than you know Raw or SmackDown right now. Yeah, I agree. I think that one thing about it, we just had the draft. Um, I don't know why they don't move the draft till after Survivor Series. The biggest thing I think they could do to improve this thing is just put some stakes on it because. It's yeah. always done for just bragging rights, you know? And at the end of the day, who cares? Bragging rights in wrestling last a week at most on the biggest of angles. So something like this. It's always fun to watch, but then it's just gone. I don't know why we couldn't do this to see, like, you know, who's going to get the first pick in the draft. Um, you could tie some stuff like extra entries into the Royal Rumble or, you know, the last five spots in the Royal Rumble go to the brand that wins. There's just – there's really no stakes. And that's when pro wrestling's at its best when you actually have consequences um, to the matches. So, uh yeah, I just think they need to really rethink this. And there's still time. You know, we still got a couple weeks for Survivor Series, so we could do some stuff to um, to to add to this to really make it make it count this year. But but I'm going into it lukewarm, and, and I'm kind of yeah. bummed about that because Survivor Series has traditionally been one of my absolute favorite events every single year. All right, it's time for our weekly beverage break. So, Sheena, tell us what you're drinking. So I am, um, of course, I went and got us some, some standard you know, Chick Foley show Miller lights, but I saw this on the shelf and I was like, Oh man, it's another holiday beer. I know Halloween's not here, but um, I feel like I've drank enough pumpkin beers to last me the season. And I got this line and Kugel Snowdrift vanilla Porter, um, 6%, uh, you know, ABV or whatever. I'm not, I'm not a beer aficionado, but man, it, it's as robust Porter aged on real vanilla and it is actually very good. I I usually like Line and Kugel. I love their what's it like the summer shandy. I like their uh, I like their stuff. So this was really good. Marco, what are you sipping on? Uh, I have to come through with my uh, 
my the, the triple IPA. Uh, it's from, oh, the, yeah. from, from the local brewery that we have here um, called Lord Hobo. It's called the Hobo Five. It's the uh, fifth year anniversary of the of their company. So sipping on that right now. It's, uh, it's actually yeah, pretty tri- good. Triple IPA for the yeah. triple first triple digit yeah. uh, Chick Foley show. You got to do it. All right. And I'm staying on brand, drinking the official, unofficial beer at the Chick Foley show, Miller Lite. So Miller Lite, if you're out there listening, still waiting on that reply. <laughs> yeah, and we're using our little shop of uh, little shop of gore koozies. I posted them on the story. You guys, they make the coolest handmade stuff. Uh, they, these are actually sold out. They're, they made um, a koozie by, it's like the Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween door. They look amazing, but if you go back and look, I mean, they make some of the most awesome handmade stuff. So um, it's at Little Shop of Gore on uh, Instagram. So I'll, I'll tag them and let you guys know where to find them because uh, at this time of year, it's always important. Shop small, support your artists, all the thing for all your holiday shopping. So I love their shop. So if you have people in your life that like that kind of thing, I'm going to share share them with you guys. All right. And while we're taking a little break to enjoy a cold one, um, we, we glossed over a little bit earlier tonight. Was there anything you guys wanted to discuss off of AEW from this week? I know they kind of got overshadowed by the big return of Halloween Havoc. Was there anything big that uh, caught you guys' eye on, on Dynamite this week? Uh, the only thing that really kind of just like I, I just thought was kind of weird was that the Bucks said if they don't win at full gear that they are never going to challenge for the um, the tag team titles again, which we saw that with Cody. Was it at full gear when that happened with Cody when he said that he wasn't going to? Yep, that was at full gear against Jericho. And I'm never a fan of those because, for one, they kind of foreshadow the results a little bit to right. make you think they're going to win. And two, the thing about it is, is we've been watching pro wrestling for a long right. time. Those, those stipulations can – can be waved away, you know, at the, at the drop of a hat. So I don't know why they really felt the need to add that. The, the Bucks versus FTR has, or, or Revival has been a dream match for so long that I don't think they really needed anything else to kind of set the hook for that one. Yeah, and then um, we saw, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega advance to the finals. <laughs> that wasn't what I was thinking. But, uh, <laughs> the town hall. Be thinking <laughs> yeah, the, t- the town hall. Uh, I was thinking uh, MJF, he's fighting for, if he beats Jericho, he gets his spot uh, in the inner circle. So he said he, he will literally do anything to win. So I'm curious to see how this turns out because it's going to be hard. Like, you know, literally, if he beats Jericho, the inner circle have to accept him. But how can the inner circle ac- accept him if he's like beating down their their fearless leader? So yeah, um, did you guys see those, uh, those sweet jackets you got him? Yeah. It's taken less than that for guys to turn on their leader before. So. <laughs> true. true. True, yeah. That. Nothing like a good a good and, satin jacket to get him to turn. MJF has money. As far as we know, you know, none of those. I think I think Sammy Guevara really looks up to Jericho. It's kind of a mentor. The rest of those guys, you know, I don't see any reason they're with him other than, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, to be aligned with the main eventer and get a little bit of extra, extra cash. So, uh, you know, there's no loyalty amongst hungry dogs. I would not be surprised at all to see Inner Circle either join up with MJF without without a blink or to actually turn on Jericho in this match. I could see that going down, too. You know, you heard MJF look at Jericho and remind him that he will do anything it takes to win. So I think anything's in play for this one, at least storyline-wise. It'll be really cool to see how it plays out. Yeah, and we saw um, Eddie Kingston uh, choked out Matt Seidel with uh, Moxley's finishing move. And, you know, just kind of he had this weird moment where he was trying to be all dramatic and said, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Moxley. Like he just kind of was, you know, foreshadowing what was going to happen. So, um, you know, excited to see that match again. You know, we got some heat for for I, I, I said I was on 
bored with Kingston, uh, the heel husband here. In not his, my main event. In true, in true, heel, in true heel fashion, said it's not his main <laughs> event. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I hope they can redeem themselves and give us a, a better match than their first their first matchup. I have faith. I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I'm trying to, you know, bring some good vibes to this because I, I like Eddie Kingston, um, and I hope him and Mox have a great match. No, at best, that's going to be the third biggest match on the show. I'm doubling down on what I said last week: the Bucks oh, versus FTR. Now or, or Hangman versus Omega. Either one of those matches should be higher up on the billing well, than true. Ambrose yeah. versus, uh, versus Eddie oh, Kingston. Plus, plus, it's an I quit match. And that's that goes even more uh, than the Bucks and FTR on uh, foreshadowing the the outcome because Mox has been built up so far in kayfabe, even when he was Ambrose, like you're going to have to murder that guy. You're going to say, I quit. True. That guy's yeah. not tapping out. That guy's not going to say, I quit. Like you will literally have to kill him <laughs> to get, uh, to get him to say, I quit and lose that belt. So it, again, Eddie Kingston, he, he's flavor of the month. Mox is going to uh, dispose of him and we're going to move on to something bigger and better for, for the next show, which I think is uh, evolution, revolution, evolution. What's it's, uh? It's, is it, it is evolution. Yeah, it is evolution. Yeah, evolution. I thought evolution. Evolution is the women's pay per view, but I also think the AEW is called evolution. Let me look. Uh, it I think it was revolution. 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 Yeah. It is revolution. Which you would think yeah. they would have come up with something different. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, sorry. It is. It is revolution. There's literally a thousand different things you call your pay per view. I don't know why you want to do revolution <laughs> right. when they already have evolution, but. Whatever, Marco. Uh, what about you? Anything get you real excited other than what we've already mentioned so far in AEW this week? Uh, no, other than the fact that we got to see the return of uh, Eric B. Uh, Ask some questions for the uh, for the um, the town hall. Eric Always got to see Easy E making it making yeah. an appearance. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They true they legend the, in the game. Yeah, they did the true. They did the um, thing that they always do with him and Jericho. Uh, how much Jericho hates his guts. I never liked you, Bischoff. That whole thing is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that was that, that was pretty fun. But other than that, I think you uh, got everything that we uh, that we witnessed on AEW. There wasn't too much to write home about. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good show. Don't please don't take my uh, my dislike for Eddie Kingston as a main eventer. This thing, I'm not super psyched for this show. I actually got to work the night of the seventh, so I'm going to have to kind of scheme a way that I can watch. Uh, yeah. watch that event at work uh, but I, I'll find a way I've done and, it before I'll do it again for the record we like we get some heat um, sometimes uh, from people who are just like hardcore AEW fans because we cover a lot of WWE and we, we love AEW we've literally love purchased AEW we've yeah. purchased every AEW pay-per-view since day one-ish okay we watched yeah. all the free pay-per-views they've done like everything that they've done i watch yeah. aew dark every week there were 15 matches on dark last week i watched aew dark so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I do so too. never never mistake our our criticisms as like dislike for aew I actually i criticize it because i'm so passionate about it you know raw and smackdown i honestly I've, I've been getting into smackdown more the last few months i can't remember the last time i sat down and watched an episode of raw from start to finish without Going to do something else, playing some video games. You know, I'm typically watching Raw with I'm either catching the highlights after or I'm right. watching it with kind of like yeah. one eye on it while doing something else. Um, but Wednesday night, I'm locked in. I'm watching NXT and AEW from start to finish every single night. So yeah, d- please don't. Uh, you know, like I said, we criticize it because we're passionate about it. That's it. We love AEW over here, though. Yeah, love what they're doing. All right, so it uh, turns out we are, there was a little bit more meat on the bone than we thought for AEW this week. But we will get back in to the Chicks Top 6. I'm really excited to discuss this next one. Marco, tell us what it's like to walk with Elias. Um, so, yeah, I listened, I listened to the uh, – it's an EP. It's not really an album. It's about like four or five songs. Um, it's kind of like the uh, first album you had, the, the Walk with Elias 
uh, album or EP. That's a pretty good work that. rate for a guy who's also a full-time professional wrestler. You know I what mean, I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you watch any of those, uh, like those document, like documentaries on like making an album, uh, four songs might seem like it's a, a little bit of a thing, but a lot of work goes into each song, obviously with like, especially if you have like uh, live instruments and stuff like that. Um, it is four songs. It is, it, it, it's mostly like, it's kind of like a, a, a gospel album almost. Yeah, say a little bit of a gospel tinge. Um, yeah, so every song is like a like a like like the last song he does a rendition of Amazing Grace. Um, oh wow, which is pretty good. Um, the first song is called Amen. Um, yeah, we, we heard, heard that one. Yeah, we heard Lead Me Amen, Home. Amen, Lead Me Home. Yeah, yeah. these are some kind of uh, like Christian yeah. rock type. Yeah, street, uh, titles. yeah, so it's, yeah, it's like it's yeah, like a like a Christian rock type of thing, like a almost like oh. uh, like Creed. If you wanna, if you wanna go that, not as good though. I mean, I'm not gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you pulled right. Creed I, out I of your actually, pocket. I was actually planning on going and buying that <laughs> album when I get done here, but now it's going straight to the trash. Let <laughs> me finish. Much, much better than Creed. Come on. Okay. Uh, he's, he's not saying much. I mean, I'm not putting, I'm putting up an Elias's name in now with, with Scott Stapp over there. No way. No, this guy. This, this much guy's getting better <laughs> than Creed. You need, I want you to tweet that to Elias. Elias. <laughs> Oh, at Elias WWE, much better than Creed. Yeah, definitely. Oh in, in my sweet. God, can you take me? <laughs> oh my God! I, yeah. I can honestly say, like, when I was like going over our show notes and everything, and right, I didn't, I was not expecting Creed to come up on the Chick Foley show. Same. I, so, I, mean, I would never have thought. For all the Scott Stapp fans out there, hey, it took a hundred episodes, but you got what you're asking for. <laughs> I mean, come on, either take me higher, take me higher, or leave me home. Which one do you want? All right, I'd rather go right home. I don't want to go higher. That's right. That's right. Since we're here, real talk. Creed's first album before they kind of hit it big, it actually kind of slapped, man. Their first album was pretty good, but then once they went mainstream, it was just Cornball City. You know, they were Nickelback before Nickelback. Oh, uh, yeah. I had an old manager that uh, at uh, back in my retail days that we used to have this uh, playlist uh, back in the warehouse and. It was like it's it probably like a million songs on it, but like nice. Creed on there. That's it's yeah that first album that yeah no it did it's like, it was, it I think was, it was like it, My Own Prison or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. that album was fire yeah it was you deny that but I mean you can't it, you just lying to yourself if you never rocked out to a to a Creed yeah. song because I don't so, think people even know because the first album it was a lot more subtle and then I think it was right till our second album where people were like what the hell these guys are Christian rock and with yeah. arms wide open stop <laughs> stop we're losing listeners I'll take you to this <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god, the hundredth episode has hit a new low. All right, maybe it's well, a high. Yeah, we're, high. Take, we're, ta- well, we're taking high, it higher. Right. We're taking it higher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, there's only one person that can save us. <laughs> the fiend is taking over Monday Night Raw. He was all over the place on the uh, the season premiere. You know, he had interactions with. The Hurt Business with Retribution is just all over the place. Him and Alexa seem to really be taking over. And same thing with this week. You know, they had a little thing going with, with Drew, with Randy. Um, where, where do you guys see him going? Do you think he's going to be the next challenger for, for Randy Orton's belt? I hope not. I feel like it definitely feels rushed. I feel like they did the same thing with Seth. Um, you know, when Seth won the Universal title, I feel like it was just kind of like they put the fiend right on his on his heels. And I feel like that was a huge misstep. We all saw how that turned out. It was it was awful. Um, and it was it was good for neither guy. Right. Um, so I feel like this feels definitely a little bit rushed. I 
if they would have had Drew retain, I feel like it would have been a much more interesting storyline to have, you know, Randy, like the fiend, you know, get his revenge on Randy because there's a built-in storyline there with like the burning down of the house, you know, their their WrestleMania match, like all the things, right? But I just don't think that that a title should be involved because I feel like Randy should carry the title for a little while um, and he can't lose to the fiend. You know what I mean? Like, or he can't, the fiend can't lose to Randy Orton. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be great storytelling, but I feel like the title push was a little bit rushed. Yeah. The one good thing about the fiend is he seems to be like the only guy who gets guaranteed long-term booking in WWE, you know, all of his feuds, uh, they always go back and touch on stuff. This happens sometimes years in the past. Like you see, they're already bringing up, when Randy Orton burned down Bray Wyatt's house. And that was from all the way back in early 2017. Yeah. Um, how do you see the Fiend fit in at Survivor Series? Do you think we're going to see him get involved in uh, Roman and Randy's match, Marco? Uh, yeah, I think that might be the case. He, he might uh, he might be the reason that uh, Randy Orton loses against Roman Reigns. I don't obviously see Orton losing the belt before Survivor Series because they're already promoting that match with him and Roman. So... Uh, but I think he definitely gets involved, plays a little mind game with him, stuff like that. Um, I think Drew Mack, he's not going anywhere either. I think he gets another title shot, maybe against Randy Orton. Um, and I think with I the Fiend, not. yeah, you know, oh my god, <laughs> I think when the Fiend does face Randy Orton, it's definitely not going to be for the title. Um, it's going to be like obviously for retribution for what happened with the with the uh, with with the burning down his house and stuff like that. So um True, but I mean, yeah. a lot of people are predicting that Randy's gonna carry this title all the way through Mania and start yeah. something like an edge storyline, you know, and kind of just have Edge come back around that that season, you know, maybe like with the rumble and stuff. So I don't I don't know. I mean there's a lot of different ways that they could go with this thing. Um I just feel like I, I don't know how I feel about the the fiend being right back in the title picture. Did you guys notice that he had um the Undertaker's debut date on his Mad Hatter conspiracy hat. theory. It's it's not a conspiracy theory. Do you not remember back in the day, like in the when the Funhouse first premiered, they had there was like a clock on the wall, and the clock was at, like it was at eleven nineteen, yeah. and he yeah. had his he had his Mad Hatter hat on for their for their like Funhouse tea party, and it said it literally said like eleven nineteen as like the little fraction on the um on the thing. I mean that's not by chance. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Like, like nothing is without meaning in the funhouse. Yeah, it's, it's when um, yeah, uh, it was a Monday Night Raw, um, and Undertaker made an appearance on Monday Night Raw, and the when they showed the Firefly Funhouse, because he was there in the building, the clock stopped on that time, like it didn't move because he had such an effect on the on the Firefly Funhouse, the Undertaker's like his aura, um, mm-hmm. so it stopped the clock. It, it happened with uh, Stone Cold as well. Uh, when Stone Cold appeared on there, he he couldn't do anything the fiend like he really yeah. couldn't appear because it's something with stone cold and what from my theory was i think i said this on the show was that stone cold and undertaker they don't switch back and forth between um like characters they are who they are they never right. they never really change so like that kind of affects the fiend the fiend can't he can't go after you if you if you know your true self if you know who you are he only goes after the people that are that are weak and they can't, they don't understand their internal conflicts. They have internal conflicts and stuff like that. So like, like Kane, he attacked the, he attacked Kane cause 
Kane has the demon Kane, and then he has corporate Kane, and then Mick Foley has his three personalities that he yeah. can't go through. So I like know he, Seth, Seth is newer on these parts, but he uh, he he doesn't know how hard me and me and Marco go on the conspiracy theories. We, we I, just, I think you guys are giving WWE a lot of undeserved credit. <laughs> we we go down we go down now. the rabbit hole, staying with the <laughs> staying with the Alice in Wonderland theme. We yeah. really we really dive deep. This is the same company that's let Lana go through the table six straight weeks. Uh, well, she deserves it though. So after Miro told Vince McMahon to shove his brass ring. Yeah. Up his ass, so that's what yeah, I don't know. It's possible. I'd, I'd love to see the Fiend and Undertaker have some kind of interaction at Survivor Series because the you know, rumor has it that Undertaker is going to be there. But uh, it's got to be. We'll I mean, see. it's I was going to say it's got to be Kane. No, it's got to be um, cinematic though. I mean, we the Undertaker just can't take the the bumps that he needs to take in, in a match like that. So yeah. I can only imagine that the few the Fiend versus Undertaker would be some sort of cinematic experience. Yeah. Um. The other thing about Survivor Series 2, as I brought this up on Twitter, is uh, it'll be 10 years to the day when the Miz cashed in on Randy Orton at Survivor Series. Same exact mm. date. Mm. Oh, yeah, God. 10 years later. So I was, trying to block out of my, I was trying to block out of my mind that the Miz... Uh, had the money in the bank. Yeah. It's oh, just, yeah no, it's, I, I've never been a Miz fan at all. You know, I find it funny that he's getting money in the bank right when we're seeing the... Uh, the commercials come up for the new season of Ms. and Mrs. Oh, or whatever. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I can't really see him. He's the Miz is he, he was really uh, kind of getting built up there towards the end of like 2018 when him and Daniel Bryan's feud was starting to pop off, but he's been kind of keeping a low profile the last couple of years. It's hard for me to see him beating Randy or Roman right. in any type of cash in scenario, but you never know. Stranger things are happening. Seamus once cashed in money in the bank on Roman. As crazy as that sounds, so true. Yeah, Shame. What was it? Seamus like you know one fifteen or something. What was his little Seamus five fifteen? I think 515, it was. That's yeah. how long Roman Reigns was champ the first time he won the belt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry to my mother in law Kelly. She she likes the Miz. So we're sitting here trashing Ugh. the Miz. So I gotta I have to apologize to my mother in law for sitting here crapping on the Miz. And swigging beer for heavy machinery. I, I don't think it compares to you know like when the Rockers broke up yeah. or something like that. But still sad to see those guys break up. We've been big fans of theirs. We saw them. Uh, we saw them live at uh, I can't remember if it was either the dark match or it was just a pre-show match against the Bollywood Boys at uh, Takeover Orlando before WrestleMania 33, and we just instantly became big supporters of those guys. Um, after yeah. seeing them in person, really entertaining and. Sad to see it come to an end, but they I, gave I, us some awesome figures too. They did, they did. I think Otis is going to destroy Tucky once uh, once he gets his hands on mm-hmm. him because Otis Otis is a, is still a future superstar. I think they may have been a little bit premature throwing that money in the bank on him, but I still got a lot of faith that we're going to see Otis do big things in the future. So with that, let's move to uh, another little mini story that popped up today. Uh, Matt Riddle uh, is no longer Matt Riddle. He is now just Riddle, Riddle, not the Riddler, not Matt Riddle, just. Riddle. So, what what what's our take on this? The latest WWE uh, inexplicable name change. You guys know I hate this with a passion. I hate WWE's ability <laughs> to just like just pretend like people don't have first names anymore. Like literally, just bring them in. Like, like I'm I'm shocked that we still have Keith Lee. I can't believe he's just not Lee. Or Keith, or totally limitless like, Lee. Limitless Before the Lee. end of twenty twenty, he will be limitless Lee. Yeah, I like. I, I'm shocked that they still allow him to be Keith Lee. So, um, it they and and then so they they took away Ali's name. They he's Mustafa Ali. Then he was Ali. Then they gave it back to him. Um, I know it's like a copyright thing, you know, with everything, you know. They're trying to own the properties of all that. And Matt Riddle's real name is Matt Riddle. So obviously they can't copyright that. Um, and they have all this stuff going on with Twitch and Cameo and all of these like third party 
um, you know, things where they can't really use their, their WWE gimmicks. So, um, yeah. So from now on we're, we're getting riddle, which is almost as bad as shorty G. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty weak. I think shorty G is actually going away. We're going yeah, to, he just changed, yeah, he back, changed so that's his, good. Mm-hmm. Marco, are you down with riddle? I'm actually speechless on why they're <laughs> calling him Riddle. Stunned in silence. I'm stunned. I'm stunned in silence right now. But yeah, no. Um, I mean, it, I, it's the property thing. They they want to own the name, and uh, obviously they can't own his his actual name. So you know, Riddle it is. I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I'd much rather just them come up with a new name for him as opposed to just calling him Riddle. Just call him like the stallion, or I don't know something. <laughs> something yeah. The stallion, yeah, the, the, oh. whatever his name is, like the the original yeah, bro, the stallion, the stallion just, battalion. Oh, just the original bro riddle or something. I don't know. They just not just riddle by itself. It's just it just seems like non creative. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's riddle ridiculous. Um, is what oh, it is. Nice. Wow, you're, lo- like you're welcome. Joke. You're welcome. These, uh, yeah, these names are definitely more of an annoyance than anything. For the most part, I've always been able to get used to them within a couple of weeks, and I, I still kind of end up just calling them whatever they do. Like I still call Andrade, Andrade, Cian uh, Almas. I, I, I never dropped the Almas, but but yeah, Riddle is the thing for now, and we'll see if he's able to overcome the uh, the name change to get to where he needs to be, which is right at the top of the card. Still a big believer in Matt Riddle. All right, it is time for the top story of the Chick Six. So as we mentioned in the opening, we are celebrating the 100th episode of the Chick Foley Show. This thing kicked off back in early October 2018, and to say a lot has happened in the world of pro wrestling since then would be a complete understatement. So uh, we thought about a few different ways to, to kind of commemorate this, and what we ended up settling on is bringing back the Chickies. So the Chickies is something that uh, Sheena had been doing just on her Instagram account, kind of just recapping the top you know, moments, matches, wrestling figures of the year. Um, and then at the end of 2018, uh, they had she did a special podcast episode of it. Didn't get to it last year because, you know, our beautiful daughter Stella was born on December right. 23rd. And then I actually uh, had to go overseas for work on January 2nd. So, the you know, the end of the year last year was insane, to say the least. And so the chickies kind of fell by the wayside, just like how the slammies kind of go uh, you know, <laughs> away for a few either. years and then come back. But we're going to bring them back, a special 100th episode uh, edition of the Chicky Awards. And what we're going to do, we're going to basically give these awards for everything that's happened since the start of the Chick Foley Show. So basically since October 1st, 2018 until now. We'll all three go around and give our answers on these. And what we're going to start on is the best wrestler of the uh, first 100 episodes. So, Sheena, get us started. Oh, it's definitely the British Bulldog, right? He definitely had the best showing of, um, you know, the, the chick Foley the two years. And the two years that oh, we had so the... we went retro. Oh, of course. <laughs> to the podcast. Free to the podcast. No, British, British Bulldog is definitely a, a favorite among among the chick Foley fam. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. There's so many great, like, ways to go here. Um, I'm going to have to go with my man, Adam Cole. I feel like Adam Cole had, you know, he had the longest reigning NXT, um, title of all time. So, you know, it started in June, 2019. And then we just saw, we just saw it end recently. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, him in the undisputed era literally just like, you know, ran rough shot in NXT during the whole duration of the, of the Chick Foley show. So I think my man, Adam Cole, if I'm going to pick a, a wrestler of the first 100 episodes of Chick Foley, it's going to be my man, Adam. Marco. 
Wow, that's a it's a great pick. Um, You're welcome for the first 100 episodes. It's a, I mean, we've I want to I want to say Seth Rollins, but nice can never go wrong with Seth. Oh, I can't go wrong, but I do. Oh, I do also swerviness. Yeah, I'm gonna swerve right now. I'm gonna bring in a some guy that people didn't really like at the beginning, uh, but he showed that he was a a true workhorse, um, and he can. He can keep up with the best one when it when it gets in the ring, and that's uh that's Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna give Brock Lesnar. Oh my that, god! That right Brock. Um, he he proved at that, especially at the Royal Rumble. Um, everyone was crapping on him, throwing out everyone at the beginning. That was his his thing, but as soon as Keith Lee stepped in, um, he showed why he's one of the best workers in the business. Uh, putting over Keith Lee in his yeah. power and stuff like that, like and then any other match he's had, um. In the past year, um, just he he's one of the he's one of the best performers uh, that they have. Pe- crap on him as much as you want. Um, he puts over guys yeah. when he needs to. Um, his match with Daniel Bryan um, at Survivor Series was awesome. Um, he he's just AJ at Survivor AJ, Series. AJ at Survivor Series. Seth Rollins numerous yep. times. Made, um, yeah, almost killing Braun Strowman. I'm not sure if you guys remember that when he. Yeah, uh, I remember that. him in the head, and then he just hauled off on him. And him with that, <laughs> right, and that meat hook of the right hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Brock. I think he's like the the sleeper um, guy. That yeah, he, he wasn't on my radar, but yeah, you make a yeah. good argument. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, John Cena came out and said he's he was the best performer today. Um, so I mean, I, I take John's word on that. So. Yeah, yeah I agree. Brock. I think for all the all the flack that Brock gets, he's I think he's actually really underrated, and the dude's going to go down as one of the absolute best professional for wrestlers sure. of all time. Uh, for me, I got to go with John Moxley. Man, he yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you know, he had an awesome run as as, uh, as Dean Ambrose there for kind of the first portion. Created all kinds of waves when he announced that he was leaving the WWE early. It was re- we'd never seen a superstar exit the way he did, where WWE public and publicly announced it mm-hmm. months out. Um, and then he went on to reform the Shield. Um, they even had an event. I think it was you know the last thing that Dean even did in WWE was a network special with the last ride of the Shield, where they had a little documentary and then a match at a house show that got aired live. Um, shows up at the first AEW pay-per-view, just create all kinds of crazy waves, and then goes on to win the AEW championship. And he's currently the, it's only been two of them, but he is the longest reigning champ, and he's had a hell of a run. So, and I just think that he did so much to help establish that brand as a real threat to WWE and to show how important he is. So I'll give it to to, to Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley for the, the, the wrestler of the first 100 episodes. You guys got any thoughts on that? I mean, you can't you can't argue that Moxley over the last I mean at least year and a half has had like it just an an amazing run, um, especially with his time at AEW and all, like all the moves, everything that you said. Um, I think honorable mention definitely has to go to to Roman Reigns, though, right? Like oh, yeah. we, we didn't yeah. we didn't mention Definitely. Roman Reigns, but I mean his his total just like you know coming back and rebranding um, as the tribal chief, and then his his exit due to his you know unfortunate diagnosis with with cancer. The diagnosis is that the right word? Diagnosis with cancer, um, and then coming back and just being the force that he's been ever since. Um, it's just he he's the, he's the freaking man. Yeah. All right, time for our next chicky best match of the first one hundred episodes, Sheena. So I'm gonna kick it to Marco real quick because um, I have some I have some contenders, but I want to oh see God. what Marco has to say. Yeah, that's, that's pressure right there. Jeez. I know you're you're welcome. I, I try to, uh, I try to keep I try to keep you on your toes, Marco. Oh man, uh, there's so many. 
so many memorable matches over the past 100 episodes. Um, but let me see. One that sticks out in my mind a lot is uh, Walter and Tyler Bate at uh, NXT TakeOver U. That Take was like part match of the year. Um, that was uh, like 40 plus minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that match right there was like – show you could show any non-wrestling uh, fan that match. And they may be instantly a wrestling fan after after yeah. watching that. So just to, obviously the size difference um, between the two, um, but at the same time, like they they like, they're equally skilled enough to to keep each other, you know, at bay, which is pretty awesome. Um, like they, that's a really hard choice, but that one always sticks out in my mind because just the brutality of it too, just the chops from Walter and like. Uh, like Tyler Bay tried to give his best effort to to topple Walter, but being the champion he is, he's I mean, obviously he put him out of his misery. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's not my retro recommendation, but definitely go back and watch that match um, and tell me if you think that was like match of the year or match of yeah. the one hundred. Awesome. For me, I go. Uh, I don't know if it was necessarily the best match. It was definitely my favorite match of the last few years, and that was Seth and Brock at SummerSlam 2019 in the main oh, event. Yeah. Uh, Seth had, uh, you know, he beat Brock at WrestleMania 35, but that was actually a little bit of a gimmick match. You know, the whole match lasted, I think, less than five minutes, and it was just, it, it was really entertaining. It was cool how they did it, but it wasn't really what we were looking for for Seth and Brock. Uh, we were, the, I think, the match at SummerSlam. 2019 was the the true sequel to the triple threat between Seth Brock and John Cena from World Rumble 2015. The crowd had actually started to turn on Seth a little bit. You know, we ultimately saw him turn on him later on that year. Some of that was starting to pop up right before SummerSlam, just because I think the way he was booked on Raw. But he went over that crowd in Toronto um, during that match, and the place erupted when he finally hit that last curb stomp on Brock and beat him. So I just really love that match. It's one I still go back and watch, you know, on a semi-regular basis because it was just nonstop action throughout 15 minutes. And it was really the first time, aside from Goldberg, that we saw somebody beat Brock clean uh, one, two, three, center of the ring. So that's my pick. Uh, Sheena, how about you? So this may come as a surprise, but I – think that John Cena versus uh, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend or whatever you want to say at the Firefly oh, wow. Funhouse match, uh, Firefly Funhouse match uh, at WrestleMania 36 was one of my best matches just because it was totally different than anything that we had ever seen. Like we didn't know what was going to happen at WrestleMania um, and WWE really just pulled out all the stops and just like started this whole cinematic match experience for us. And I feel like that one, you know, obviously I love the Undertaker, the Undertaker AJ match. That was awesome too, the Boneyard match. But I just feel like that, that Firefly Funhouse match really just showed us what, um, what is possible with these cinematic matches and with this cinematic experience. So um, I'm going to have to go with, with that because it was just so groundbreaking and innovative and I thought it was awesome. And I loved like all the storytelling and like all the, the very subtle elements that, that took place in that match and just people like, you know, me as a conspiracy theory theorist, just trying to like, like untangle everything that happened in that match and watching it over and over and over again. We got to see NWO Cena. Yeah. (laughs) NWO Cena never been seen before. Nope. No, that was no pun intended, by the way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that joke's gone. You're okay. welcome. This, this vanilla porter is really <laughs> bringing out the bad jokes. All right. We'll stick with Sheena. Sheena, what was your moment of the first one? Episodes? We know from listening to Michael Cole, it's not about the matches. 
It's about the moments. So what was your the biggest moments. moment of the first 100 episodes? Okay, so this match was good. It wasn't the greatest match, but I felt like it was definitely a, a moment. Um, and it was uh, the triple threat match at WrestleMania. Again, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. I think the first time women ever main eventing WrestleMania. You know, I got to pull for my for my babes. I got to pull for my women. Um, I thought that was just such a cool moment. Um, and it just really showed us you know, how much WWE values their, their women's division. And it really just opened a lot of doors and broke a lot of glass ceilings. And well, I think it's, it's how much they value it now. Cause even as recently as four years ago, that would have been totally unthinkable that we'd see the women ever main event WrestleMania. Yeah. So definitely like that to me, that's one of the biggest moments just because, you know, I am a chick. Um, and I thought that was really cool that the women got to, to, to main event mania. So that was really special to me. Just think about, you know, our first WrestleMania, we went to WrestleMania 31. The women's match was Brie AJ Bella. Lee and Paige versus the, the Bella, Bella Twins in a yeah. tag match, which that you could see that on any episode of Raw. And yeah. It wouldn't be a big deal. That was just, it was just something the women on the show and within four years, they're, they're main eventing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Marco, how about you? Biggest moment of the first hundred episodes? Uh, for me, I'm going to definitely, I'm going to pull from, um, WrestleMania 35 as well. And, uh, definitely go with, uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, winning the, uh, WWE championship. I knew championship. you were going to pick that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. too much, too much significance that. for that as well, too. Like just for yeah. the times, um, as well as him being the, the first African born champion in that company's history, which is pretty insane, um, yeah. for that to happen. Um, the obviously the performance of Daniel Bryan and Kofi, um, the tears at the end, the Kofi's kids in the ring, um, the the I love Byron Saxton's call, man. Oh, uh, Byron Saxton's yeah. call after that was awesome, man. It was. Actually, yeah, they, so they had uh, Byron Saxton on uh, the New Day pod this past Monday, and um, Kofi talks about how much he's indebted to uh, Byron Saxton. I guess they've been like friends for like since the FCW days and like he actually helped them. He actually helped New Day form uh, Byron Saxon. I did not know that. So like just him calling that and having that, uh, saying what he said at the end of that match. Yeah. Um, it, it, those calls like that, uh, they really helped those, those moments just live on forever. You know, you had like Jim Ross's call during King of the Ring 98. Um, you know, when Seth cashed in, you had Michael Cole nailing it, calling it the heist, heist of, the of the century. So, and those calls like that is what really helps you know get those things on the highlight reels that we see yeah. for years and years. Yeah, and it, then it obviously for me personally, it was my first appearance on the on the show doing the uh, the yes. thirty five yes. uh, recap the following Tuesday. Uh, right. So yeah, so that that's part of oh, yeah, my, that doesn't have a lot of significance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the past uh, 100 episodes. That was, that was definitely one of the biggest moments in Chick Foley show history of the last 100 episodes. Uh, Marco's Marco's debut appearance on, on the pod. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to go way back. This is something that happened either right before the second or third episode. I can't remember. It was er- very, very early on, though. And it's uh, it was just, you know. Uh, Monday Night Raw starts up. We, we hear maybe, I think it broke about 15 or 20 minutes prior that Roman Reigns was going to have a major announcement. Um, and then, you know, right at Raw, we see Roman come out in the, the street clothes with the hair pulled back in the ponytail, and he comes out and tells all the fans that oh. he's got leukemia, you know, and, it, it, and it, it, he had it before, and now it's back. And uh, she wasn't a freaking dry in the house. You know, the crowd is still kind of giving him the standard John Cena slash Roman Reigns response up to that, where it's a mix of cheers and booze. Typically, they're cheering for him by the end of the night, but when he comes out, he get a mix of booze and 
you know, everybody hitting the thank you, Roman. Finally, just giving him the appreciation he deserves. Yeah. Um, he leaves the belt in the center of the ring, and then he walks out, and, and his, his brothers, brothers, Seth and Dean, came out and met him at the uh, the top oh, of the man. ramp. And oh. it was just, you know, we've never Waterworks. seen anything like that. Waterworks. We've never seen anything like that in wrestling. You know, this guy was literally the top guy in the company, and it was, you know, it wasn't storyline. It wasn't kayfabe. It was real life. This dude's going yeah. to fight this extremely extremely uh you know life-threatening illness and just crazy you know yeah. I, I think that's one of the biggest moments of, of the last decade definitely where we see yeah. the, the he, world he, like, camp, top broke, guy in the company has to leave yeah he broke kayfabe i mean he said he said you know uh, this is joe talking to you right yeah. now you know i mean it was it wasn't roman talking to us it was joe and uh yeah that that moment i mean that's like that's right up there with like daniel bryan's retirement is like the most i've ever <laughs> like, cried in wrestling i was like oh my gosh just so yeah. heart-wrenching <sighs> All right, so I know that one was a little heavy. We'll get back to the lighter side of wrestling. Our last chicky for the first 100 episodes. What is your best wrestling figure of the first 100 episodes, Tina? Oh I know this is so this is so tough. Um, man, so many so many good ones. Um, okay, this is gonna okay. I have so many on my list. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Dead Man's Revenge, uh, the Kane Undertaker Dead Man's Revenge, where uh, Undertaker was actually dressed up as Kane. I love that figure. I love the packaging. Perfect I love the, execution. Yeah, perfect execution. It looks so amazing. I love the head swaps. I love that you can actually make a definitive, like double sleeved Kane with that figure. Um, you know, then you obviously have the the unmasked Undertaker head sculpt with like the the you know the blacked out eyes. Um, it's just it's just a, a a freaking home run. And and again, you know, we're we're loose collectors, but the packaging on that was just perfectly executed. I loved the little mask on the front. I thought it, every, everything about that figure was was excellent. I mean. No, no shade to any of the other figures that came out in the last two years. There's so, so many good ones, but that one's just kind of like a personal favorite. I just love that. Marco. Oh man, you put me on the spot. This is hard. This is a hard one. Uh, I'll let you think about it. I'll get mine first. So mine's mine's a figure that I mentioned a few times how much I love this thing. It's definitely gone a little bit underappreciated because there's been a lot of similar, but I'm telling you guys, if you got a chance to get your hands on the Ultimate Edition Shinsuke Nakamura, go oh, get insane. it and get this yeah. thing in hand. Every every time, you know, I, I keep most of my figures around on display in a tote, and sometimes I'm going through them, and it'll pop up. Anytime I get that figure in my hand, I'm continually amazed. It's just, unlike any other figure I've seen, it really looks like they just shrunk Shinsuke down. They just yeah. captured him perfectly, especially with the jacket on. You know, with the jacket and, and the hands and the head sculpt and everything, it just... They nailed it. You know, the extra, I think he really benefits from the extra articulation of the Ultimate Edition because you can really kind of nail those distinct, um, just, you know, kind of slightly askew Shinsuke poses that he gets. And it just looks awesome. So uh, even though they're, you know, we've had a few different, you know, red red jacket Shinsuke's release. Bill loves a red jacket Shinsuke. Yeah, you could tell you could tell how much Bill loves Shinsuke Nakamura because this one was a true passion project and and it just shines through. I think it's everything that the Ultimate Edition should be and I, I just really, really love that figure. So I, I'm going with the, uh, the, the the slept on Ultimate Edition Shinsuke Nakamura. That's a good figure, man. All right, nobody, nobody can dispute that's, that's that. pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I'm a, I'm a Shinsuke Nakamura fan and I definitely agree with that uh, with that same and that uh that ultimate edition is definitely one of the best out there. Um I'm gonna go more recent and uh just because I, I actually have it like in hand and I opened it up and actually got to see it in person. I'm gonna say definitely the uh the Ultimate Warrior 
um, farewell speech, we'll call it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, that's it's very uh, recent. It's, it's, it's current. Well, it's uh, it, obviously, you, me, if you listen to the show, obviously, you know, warrior fan over here. But um, just the significance of that figure is pretty odd to me as well. Just like the, just the idea behind it. Like everyone, you see that figure, you know what it is. It's his last ever like sighting. Yeah, in a I call, I call it the, the, the penultimate warrior. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, um. <laughs> am I am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> oh my god. All right. Um, okay. I'm actually wearing. I'm actually wearing. I was. I thought about you, Marco. I'm actually wearing an Undertaker. Or, sorry, my favorite Ultimate Warrior shirt of all time. I've had this thing for years. It's got stains on it. It's like all loose and baggy. I wore it just for you. So awesome. this thank, is, you, thank yeah. you very much. You're so welcome. You must have known I was going to pick I mean, the other cool thing about it has a mask too that he put on. Um, during the, during the speech when he like he went from yeah went from gym to the uh, to warrior, um, and did the and the did the final speech with the warrior mask on and stuff like that. Uh, the jacket, the uh, the soft good jacket is amazing. Uh, Rob Schamberger, the, the the artist there with the um with the image of the warrior on the back of it and stuff like that. It's just it's it, it, it might be a figure of the year on a lot of people's lists. I'm gonna. I'm going to call I it think right now. I think it's really good. I like the way yeah. it's posed in the box and everything, too. Again, we're loose collectors, but I, I do like the way it is posed in the box yeah. with the microphone and, and the whole nine. So I, I, that, that's that's a killer figure. You can't you can't deny that. I actually wasn't all that excited for that. It, you know, We'll go ahead and jump the gun a little bit. That was one of my weekly purchases, and I wasn't super excited for that figure when I saw it because I have the WWE 2K19 Commercial Warrior where he's, yeah. just, you know, it's the old man warrior. He comes with the duster with his shirt off and stuff. Um, but having it in hand yeah like I, now I'm, I'm thinking i'm just gonna sell my 2k19 warrior because this is the they just killed it man this figure was awesome it's uh like you said it almost kind of gives you chills just looking at it because they so perfectly captured what you know we now know was really one of this guy's last moments on yeah, yeah. on earth and it was his absolute last appearance in wwe so awesome figure great job mattel um i can't I, like i said i can't wait to see where the legends line goes from here yeah. because they're off to an awesome, awesome start. So, uh, perfect segue into our next segment. Go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, Go Figure is where we discuss our weekly purchases, discuss the latest releases in wrestling figures, and go over all the latest news. This segment is sponsored by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you're using code Chick Foley to save 10% off of all your ringside orders. So, Marco, take it away with figure news. All righty. So, uh, uh, over the weekend, so we we seen a lot of the uh, MOC uh, pictures or photos of the uh, Elite 81 uh, the WrestleMania series that they have coming out as well, uh, featuring China, um, as well as basic um, uh, series one fourteen. So, uh, have you guys? Hopefully, you guys seen these pictures, and I'm curious to know like what what your thoughts on how these figures look, especially Elite eighty one with the Street Profits and uh, and um, Bianca Belair and stuff like that. So. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Great. So, uh, Elite it? 81, uh, really digging it. I, I like the May Young for the collector's edition. Yeah. And I already have an extra Stone Cold pre-ordered so we can get two of those WCW tag team belts. 
Uh, like I mentioned before, we got to get to Brian Pillman to go along with Stone Cold to complete the Hollywood Blondes. Street Profits are awesome. Um, I have the basics of those that came out. One thing about those basics, D'Angelo Dawkins was absolutely huge. You know, he looked like the the freaking uh, Yeti from WCW, which, <laughs> you know, we saw on Halloween Havoc also. Uh, got to see him once he's out of the box. But looking at the MOC picks, he looks like he's huge again, which – Maybe I'm Rondi. Maybe Angelo Dawkins is just a lot bigger than I, you know he is in, than uh, in real life than he is in my mind. But I don't feel like he's that huge. But he looks gigantic in the box. So we'll see how he comes out. Hopefully he's not too big. But the figures look awesome. Cannot wait Dawkins to have him. Dawkins is set. big. Dawkins yeah, is yeah, big. He definitely looks like a big boy. Yeah. Big, big the, yeah. His figures built like a brick shit house. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they look great though. You know, I love the uh, the jackets. Montez Ford comes with his vest and everything. Um, and then and we the get crown. And the other yep. thing I like is that, you know, sometimes Mattel, they'll, they'll space out the sets on us. Like, they'll have a set of New Day and matching gear come out over a few different series. I love that we're getting yes. uh, Street Profits and Both. Bianca all in the same set. And uh, it it's going to be awesome. The other cool thing is uh, the Shinsuke, we're going to get the new Intercontinental Championship for yeah. the first time. He's got They got him in his Raw gear and his SmackDown gear. So, uh, cool set. The Street Profits are definitely going to be the standout on this one, though. So especially that Montez Ford, he looks awesome with the gold hands and everything. Comes with the red cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, love these guys. You know the Street Profits are they're one of Sheena's dad's favorites. You know he's he's a big fan oh, of that solo yeah. cup. Also, yeah, <laughs> we watched I uh, about that. we watched Takeover twenty five at his house when we were in the in between moving from Hawaii to Virginia, and it was so funny because he's a wrestling fan from way back in the day, yeah. watching NXT now and. You know, as Street Profits come out, it was actually the night they won the NXT Tag Team yes. Championship in that ladder match. And we were just cracking up because Sheena's dad was actually drinking out of a red Solo cup as they came out. So and we're like, all right, I guess you got your team, Jerry. <laughs> and just imagine this, like, right. big old big old country guy from, you know, Kentucky just, like, waving his his, uh, yeah, his he, red he Solo cup, cup in the air. And the Street Profits <laughs> dance. So. Yeah, yeah. Great. one looks great. Um, let's move on to the WrestleMania figures. Which one of the WrestleMania figures are you most excited for, Marco? <laughs> oh, man. Um uh, from the, probably uh, actually, you know what? I do like the Goldberg. I think I, I'm not sure if I was. I think maybe Greg Lanham in our in our group in our group chat. Uh, I, I was kind of joking that uh, the Edge the Edge comes with a um extra Goldberg face scan. Yeah, it kind of does look like it. His head kind of looks like uh, Goldberg, but uh, the Goldberg figure doesn't look that bad. It, it comes with the uh, the blue the blue Universal mm-hmm. title too. Um, so you get old Goldberg, which is pretty cool. Um. I'm assuming that's from like the when he faced the fiend um, and won the title from from him. Um, but yeah, I mean, my favorite one out of that is definitely China. Um, I know people are kind of like like kind of upset that it, it comes with the with the puppet, but it's it's whatever. It's like oh, it's kind of cool, but it comes with the puppet. It's oh like, yeah, for like the MLT yeah, collectors yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I, mean, you well, get, you get, I was gonna say I'm actually the most excited for the build a figure Paul Ellering. They nailed it on Paul Ellering. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's gonna that, be sick. Yeah, the fact that he comes with both head sculpts, you could have him with the Road, Road Warriors, Warriors, or you could have him with with AOP, and then we yeah. get Rocco. Like, yeah, this is probably gonna be the best build a figure we've ever gotten. They've definitely never gone through this much trouble. Like, it looks like our uh, Rocco's actually got articulation also. So. Yeah. Pretty freaking cool. I'm I'm most yeah. excited for Shawn Michaels. You guys, even though yeah, I'm, he looks awesome. Even though I'm yeah. I'm, I'm Bret Hart really fan good. all the way, I love Shawn Michaels' swag and his figures. You know, I got all the chalk line shorts. And I, he's undeniably great. Yeah, any of his tights figures, I love yeah. them. Yeah, I've actually grown to appreciate Shawn a lot more. I'm, not that I've, I'll ever fully forgive the Montreal screw job, but going back and watching all the stuff from the '90s, I definitely appreciate Shawn as a wrestler. I think 
you know, he's I probably put him third all time behind uh, Brett and Seth Rollins, and I'm gonna catch some heat for saying Seth is the second best ever, but. He is what he is. Sean's an awesome performer, and I love that we're finally getting a WrestleMania nine figure. I'm kind of curious uh, why he's not coming with the IC belt because that's from that's based on his look when he fought Tatanka for the IC title. So that was kind of a weird choice, yeah. but you know maybe they uh, it, it could have been a costing or something. It's a great set. All four figures look awesome. Um, first chance getting the blue Universal belt, and then again build a figure Paul Ellering. Excellent. Can we talk about how Edge's bat is like bent? It looks like it, like the yeah. bottom of the, yeah. ed, the the bat is bent in the MOC. I mean, granted, it doesn't matter for us, but for MOC collectors, the bit the bottom of the yeah. bat is like like squigged over. Maybe that was just a bad one that they had for the picture, but yeah, kind of floppy bats are. Uh, that's what the issue with Mattels. If you go to all the stings, they always got a little bit of bend in them. So yeah, they need to get a little bit of blue chew for the uh, the bats that come with these uh, <laughs> these Mattel figures. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Um, so basic one fourteen. Um, you guys grabbing that? So, yeah, I believe that one has a first in line, Rhea Ripley, right? Yeah, probably gonna Rhea, Rhea Ripley is probably going to be the only one we grab out of that set. She she looks pretty cool for a basic, um, but, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, the less said the better about the basics last few series. There's been some cool figures in between, but we, we've discussed before how the basics have uh, have fallen off a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll move on. Um, so I added this one and before we'll, we'll get to the edge running change, but... Uh, so we, I learned last night uh, that Ringside actually uh, has the pre-order for the Jushin uh, Thunder Liger silver chested. Um, yeah, with the version. with the green cape. With the green cape, yeah. So that's uh, that's live right now for pre-order on Ringside. Obviously, use code Chick Foley for ten percent off when you do that. But um, yeah, I actually um, I'll, when I get to the weekly purchases, I'll talk about Jushin. But uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited that uh, they. They threw that up there. They also have the uh, the black and gold um, up for back order uh, for early December, I believe. So yes. if you're looking to get that again. So I believe all three are up right now. So they have the, the first one, the black and silver, as well as the, the new one up for pre-order. So uh, if you want to get those Juice and Thunder Laggers, definitely grab them now because they're probably not going to be on there for much longer. Um, they've all sold like crazy man storm collectibles they definitely got their money off of uh, they definitely got their money's worth from that mold but those figures are amazing mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely yeah i mean if, especially if you're a jushin lager fan uh definitely pick those up um i know i am i actually seen him live um back in 2014 or 13 um it was uh this company called pro wrestling syndicate nice um it was at the jersey wrestlemania uh the first one they did in new york new jersey was that that, that was 29, I believe. Yes, yeah. Um, so we went and seen, uh, he actually faced John Morrison. So it was Jushin Liger versus John Morrison. Um, wow, that's an interesting so match. Actually, yeah, so I actually got to see Jushin Liger. That was the only time I actually got to see him uh, wrestle live in person. We were in, we were in the front row as well, so that was pretty awesome. Um, I also got to see uh, New Jack's retirement match as well. That, he was the uh, main event. It was him and... Uh, Necro Butcher. Was there, name was is there blood? Of course, oh, it was blood. Yeah, I mean, this is like a non-negotiable. So, yeah. So that's a sidebar. So I'll I'll do a quick story. So he's doing, obviously do the meet and greets before the matches and stuff like that. And um, New Jack, uh, I got actually got a picture with him. I got oh, wow. to try to find it. <laughs> there. So he actually looked at me. He actually looked at me like kind of like, oh man. He was like, oh, you look you look like you're in shape. I'm like, yeah, I kind of work out and stuff. Um, but I, I legit thought he was going to be like, hey, you want to be a part of this match? Today? <laughs> like, oh, no. no, thank yeah, you. No, no, thank you. 
everybody. I've seen, I've seen what you do to people. Oh yeah, but uh, so so later on, he we're sitting like legit in the front row, like right at the right at the like the gate, um, and he uh, so they're fighting on the outside. They're all bleeding everywhere. He literally throws Necro Necro Butcher over like like right in front of me, like like he almost lands on my lap, uh, and I like the whole front row literally just clears out like empty chairs, like chairs all over the place. And they're just obviously just kicking the crap out of each other in the middle of the crowd and stuff like that. But there was legit blood all over the place. There was leaking blood like on the chairs, on the floor. It, it was it was pretty insane. Definitely uh, not a good look in 2020. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I legit think he did that on purpose. I actually had the DVD um, of it so you can see me in the front row running away, running for my life. Nice. From, uh, <laughs> from New Jack and Neck, Neck and Butcher. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was a scary. That was a scary moment in my wrestling history. Moving on, uh, so we have uh, so so the Edgeheads are back on ringside as well, um, and they did a running change. They actually changed the color of the hair uh, for all three head sculpts, so it's a huh. uh, darker yeah, color I saw brown. That. Yeah, they look they look good. Yeah. Definitely, uh, if it had been like a dramatic difference, I think I'd probably go back and get another set. But it, it, they definitely look better. But I don't think not enough for me to replace the ones I already got in the collection. Yeah, no, I t- I totally agree. Yeah, they de- they definitely look a lot better with the uh, with the darker colored hair, but yeah, not not enough for me to go back and buy another another set. I'm good with that. Um, so the main event. Oh my god! The main event of this. Uh, so, so this is this. Uh, so, so this is this has been happening to a lot of people. So yeah. you're not the only one. Yeah, um, Sheena got taken out of SmackDown Hotel. Yeah, I've called this exclusive gate. Is what is what yeah, I call this. Is, this, is, this is, yeah, it's pretty crazy what's going on. So uh, if you guys don't know, so the Rock Ultimate Edition is now shipping out to anyone that pre-ordered it um, yeah. back in the day. Um, it's finally made its uh, finally made the light of day. Yeah. Um, and I, I I have mine coming tomorrow, so I'm praying. You think? To, like, so you think of the, figures, of the figure gods, please give yeah. me my Rock. So you guys, I, let, I, me, I, let I, me tell you, I, I I was so super stoked. I finally, finally, finally. Got a um, got a shipping notification from Amazon for this Amazon exclusive. Let me repeat that Amazon exclusive um, Rock Ultimate Edition figure. So stoked! I see the little the picture that the Amazon person sent me it's sitting on my porch. I'm like, oh hell yeah! So I go out there in my excitement. I rip open the box, only to find ringside exclusive. Let me repeat that one more time. Ringside exclusive Charlotte in the box from Amazon. And I was just, I I was floored. I was like, how does this even happen? Like, it would be one thing if they had sent me a different rock figure, you know, just grab some like random rock elite off the, off the shelf and like threw it in a box and was like, yeah. But I mean, there, there is this ringside exclusive figure that is only supposed to be sold at ringside. If I'm, if I'm understanding the definition of exclusive correctly, um, it's only yes. supposed to be shipped and sold from ringside that is now being distributed from Amazon. Uh, so my, my, my just heart just sank, you know, I see all these people in our Facebook group getting their sh- shipping notifications for rock and getting them. And I was so pumped and I was just let down. And it's funny because I was like, well, maybe it's just like a one-off, right? Then Charlotte shows up on Amazon for sale. Um, Matt Cardona posted today that his Rock Ultimate Edition was 
a Charlotte figure. So these are coming. Yeah. So if you if you still get that, if you still are waiting and it's pending for your rock to be delivered, I'm just here to give you a forewarning. Don't get too excited before you open the box because it legit um, may not be what you think it is. So ready to hit rock bottom. And I mean, the Charlotte figure. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. The Charlotte figure is amazing it's an incredible it's like the definitive charlotte figure i unboxed it for our patrons um it's it's freaking sick but um i can't uh when you're expecting the rock and you get a figure that you already have um yeah i was a little bit i was a little bit disappointed the the, the distribution problems yeah it's uh yeah it's kind of rough but i always here's what i say i say it was a it was a lot of gloating on your part uh, retaining the the Chick Foley prediction championship. Oh, I'll never so stop. I'll never stop. It was, it was fate. It was it was it was gonna. It was karma. It was karma on your part. No, what? No, whatever. Whatever bad no. figure fate that brings me, I'm gonna keep gloating as I win every single time of this Chick Foley show prediction championship. That means more to me than any figure karma there is out there. Oh, so oh, you hear that? You hear that? Figure God. The next batch of rocks are going to be shipping out to like November thirteenth. Yeah, we went so ahead and ordered. Get another, uh, yeah, another Charlotte. We'll see the. Yeah, we processed a return, and we are um, we are seeing if we're going to get that. We we went and ordered another rock, but yeah, uh, we, the cool thing was is there was a lot of people waiting to pull the trigger on that Charlotte figure because um, it was a little bit more expensive from ringside, so they were stoked to be able to yeah. grab that from Amazon for a little bit less. Um, which we were excited to help some of our people on the Foley fam grab that figure with that link. So this is another reason why we tell you guys get your figures from Ringside. Yeah. Yeah. Ringside would never do you like this, man. Like they, uh, I don't know, it was a Ringside exclusive. You got people who are passionate about the figures. They know what's what. They're never just gonna box a, uh, you know, somebody that's totally different and uh, and ship it out to you. Well, that's true. So Very yeah, true. you hear other people come up as contenders for the crown to be the best spot to get wrestling figures, but then the day ringside is uh, is definitely your best bet. Yeah. Remember, use code Chick Foley for ten percent off. So Marco, tell us about your weekly purchases this week. Yeah, so speaking of the Rock, um, I got a Rock. Uh, the uh, finally, um, it was the, uh, the uh, Rocky Johnson, the Soul Man, finally made his way. So what nice. happened was uh, FedEx uh, made numerous attempts to deliver it. But there's um, construction going on on my street. I'm kind of like on a main street, so apparently they don't like they they block the street off, so you can't go down it at all. So it would never. It was, it was for like the past couple of days. Um, so they would, I guess, they would attempt to do it, and I would get like notification saying um, uh, delivery was um, some some type of like delivery error or something like that. Yeah. Like, what the hell? So basically, I was reading up on it. It's basically if it's either if no one's home, obviously, um, they have to deliver it um, for a certain reason. Or if there's a construction going on, there's an obstruction on your street, they have the right to not deliver it. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess that's, that's what's happening. So I guess like they're being turned away. So like the whole street's being, they're running like electricity. It's like an elect- electrical company doing construction. So it's like literally the whole street they block off. So no cars can go up and down it. So, that sucks. Um, finally... The Rock, the original Rock, has come has home. It, uh, has come home. Um, awesome figure. Um, definitely love it in my collection. I'm actually um, kind of making like a, um, like a, like kind of like a, like an African American or a black um, uh, wrestler shelf that I have. Okay. So like, you know, like, like uh, uh, Rocky Johnson, Booker T, uh, obviously Ron Simmons, the uh, Hall of Fame edition where he has the. Um, 
the the title and stuff like that. Uh, New Day, like so. Any anyone that has titles, stuff like that. I'm trying to like get like a shelf going. Um, are you gonna, 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 gonna get, uh, like, uh, get the WrestleMania Six Roddy Piper by Jax, where he had half of his body painted black? Of course, yeah. That's that's he's gonna be like in the middle of it. Put him half on the shelf, half on. <laughs> yeah, half, yeah, yeah, it'll be like the continuing part of it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what else did I grab? So uh, oh, I got my so I ordered a couple of the top picks from Ringside. So I have the uh, top picks Roman, uh, top picks uh, Drew McIntyre, and top picks Fiend. Uh, nice. Only only got the top picks Fiend because I didn't open the the SummerSlam one. I kept that. MOC for some reason, maybe because it was the first time the fiend in my mind. I'm trying to go back and remember why I just never opened it. Um, but yeah, so I got the topics one to open up and to use the hands for the uh, Firefly Funhouse um, Bray Wyatt. So now I have the hurt heel hands that I can use on uh, on him. So that's pretty cool. Did you pick up the um, basic uh, Funhouse Bray or just the Elite? Just the Elite. I, okay. I want to. So not. I I I want to get it, but. I just don't like the, I don't like the bodies of the the basics. Yeah, like I, I got the basic. I, I, I was just gonna let you know that the you can do a hand swap on the basic also. It took a little bit of work, but I got the hurt heel hands to work on the basic also. It looks pretty good. Oh, nice. Okay, so maybe maybe I'll it, do, it does suck losing that articulation though once you get used to the elite articulation. Yeah. So um, other than that, um, actually pretty. It's it's not a super epic haul, but uh pretty epic actually um so obviously i'm looking for the i have the ultimate warrior uh from the legends eight ultimate warrior i got i announced that last week as a part of a haul so they have the whole series but i was also looking for a couple extra ones um mainly because obviously i'm going to make this announcement here mainly because it's a it's the 100th episode of the chick foley show so i'm actually gonna i was actually able to acquire two um Legends Eight Ultimate Warriors uh, from a from a from a good good person of the show, good a good listener of the show. His name's Michael Grid. Okay. Uh, that's his name on Twitter, which is pretty easy. Thank um, you, Michael. He actually, yeah, he actually hit me up on the uh, on on uh, the Chick Foley account. He was like, "Hey, do you?" He's like, "I know you're looking for the Warriors. Do you still need them?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, sure." He's like, "He's like, so I was in uh, um, I was in the area, and I actually found three. I found one for myself, and I have two more that I'm gonna, you know." get rid of if, if you don't want them so i was like i was like nah son no, i want son. those two <laughs> um so yeah so actually uh so he he came through he got me the two warriors um so forever indebted for that because i was actually talking to you guys earlier today about getting like maybe one or two warriors to to do a drum roll sheena if you can do that Twitter giveaway, what? 100th episode, nice. Chick Foley Show, Ultimate Warrior Legends Series Eight giveaway. So I'm gonna announce that tomorrow. Um, I'll I'll give the rules out and everything like that. So yeah, so um, Ultimate Warrior can be in your hands oh, that's if you awesome. if you do the right thing. So yeah, so we got to get back to the community. Um, and I think this is a figure that's gonna make bring bring light to anyone's darkness. Yes, that they're going through. That's awesome. So, yeah, but yeah. So that's uh. Other than that, my uh, my NXT uh, inspired Chick Foley show shirt showed up too as well. So yeah, we that, also. My, my, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 such a badass shirt. It's, it could be worn it all year awesome. long. It doesn't have to be worn 
on. I might just even leave that up as a logo. I might even yeah. change the uh, the Abby on Twitter. I might just leave it as that because such yeah, a badass. Sure. Uh, yeah, shout out, shout out to our friend. Cooler. Yeah, extra cooler Nick Camia. Yeah. The man, the man is awesome. He just always, always comes through when we need him. Um, and if you haven't picked up his book, S is for Suplex, yet, please, please, please go to your favorite book retailer, uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or go to his site and pick up S is for Suplex because it's it's such an awesome book. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. So I'm actually, for my own personal thing, I'm in talks actually with Fig Tees UK. Because um, if you guys seen on WWE Shop, um, the the Hurt Business, they all four of them have shirts now. Um, that, uh, so the actually, Shelton one is awesome, man. I love that Shelton yeah. Benjamin shirt. So um, actually, I actually hit him up and I asked him how much it would be for all four shirts. Um, obviously, he's like, I can't make it as shiny as as like the lettering. He's like, but I can bring it, make it pretty damn close. And I was like, do it up. So if you have all four figures, if you have like an MVP, a Shelton, a Cedric, um, and a, well, am I forgetting? Uh, am, I, am I forgetting someone? Bobby Lashley. And the, yeah, Bobby Turtle Lashley. Man. Yes, smooth Bobby. Jeez, how could I forget? If you have all four of those figures and you're looking to update them a little bit with uh, the the shirts, uh, Fig Tees is actually making them. So I remember, I was talking to him earlier uh, a few months ago when he was actually trying to find like the right type of like foil, like the gold like the gold lettering for it. Um, cause he was actually, he actually wanted to make them. So he's, uh, he's actually doing it. So if you guys are interested, um, just hit him up and he'll get it done. So a, a custom yeah, figure shirt figure can totally change a figure. Like, so I, yeah. I, I highly encourage you guys, if you're on the fence about getting some, some custom soft goods for your, for your figures, it really does make a difference. So yeah, fig, big team yeah, UK, Eminem figure clothing. We got, we got lots of people who make custom awesome, figure artists, custom figure artists. Yeah. What, yeah, we're uh, we have a we have a good network of uh, yeah. of of our creators out there that can uh, definitely help you out. Nice man, yeah. That's so it I, for me. Uh, you guys know I went heavy last week. It was a lot. I took it a little bit easier on the wallet this week. So I got the uh, I yeah. got the Hall of Fame warrior. We picked him up. I got uh, Retro Sting. I went with the Crow look instead of the Wolfpack. I think I'm only going to have one of those in the collection. And is what I'm a huge fan of Wolfpack Sting more for just the look than you know his actual time in, in the Wolfpack. Yeah, but awesome. I ended up going with the Crow Sting. I love the figure, it came out great, it looks awesome. Still not as good as the Galoob Sting. I actually think that Galoob Sting with the blue tights is one of the best Sting figures ever. They just really captured him. But Retro Sting was really cool. And that was it for figures this week. Um, went heavy on Chalkline, right? Mm-hmm. We went deep on Chalkline this week. So uh, they were nice enough to send Sheena a, uh, a pre-release version of the pink uh, pink and black attack red jacket. This was the jacket from World Rumble 93. Okay. And insane like i feel like such a g with this jacket on <laughs> so not, not only like i've been carrying around that that pink and black attack ringside exclusive figure like that's like one of my all-time favorite action figures and now i can legitimately match my action figure and it, the jacket is just excellently executed and i if you have a chance to get this in your hands please do yourself a favor and snag this beauty because it is gorge. I'm going to post some pictures of it on the feed uh, probably tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, so awesome figure. We also got the the Jimmy Hart Money Ink jacket, which <laughs> this one, I don't know how, I don't know if they're going to the WWE archives and pulling these jackets or if they got Jimmy Hart to send them the jacket. They, it, it's all, air, you know, it perfectly captures the airbrush look and they nailed it. It looks just like Jimmy Hart's jacket. They wore. I believe it's from WrestleMania 8 uh, when Money Ink was fighting the natural disasters. Um, but it looks awesome. It's still available on Chalkline if you want to go hit it up. Um, and then we got a few shorts. You guys know how we love the Chalkline shorts over here. We got Sasha Banks, 
the Mega Man shorts and the Hey Arnold shorts. So again, hit up Chalkline. The Sasha shorts are sold out, but everything else is still available. Um, just lots of great stuff over there. You know, if you can't find something you like, uh, it, Christmas is coming up. Awesome gift for uh, for anybody, uh, you know, on your Christmas list. You're looking for a really unique item for something they're going to remember, something they're going to use all year long. They're not just going to have for a week and get rid of it because the stuff's top quality. It looks great. Um, you know, I'm wearing the, the blue Hulkamania shorts right now. And I'm telling you, I get it. You know, it, it makes me a little bit happy every time I throw on one of these pairs of chocolate shorts, just because they're so awesome. They hit you right in the nostalgia spot, and they're super comfy. Yeah, then they're getting they're getting licenses galore. I mean, like literally, like there's nothing that Chalkline doesn't have their hands on right now. They're, they're making Legends of the Hidden Temple shorts that are going to be so freaking amazing. Um, and guys, remember they are a small business, so if you're trying to shop small this holiday season and get your people some some quality items from some people who really do, are passionate about what they do. Shop, shop with Chalkline, like they're they're the best. For all the uh, the the '80s kids like us, uh, the Bloodsport collection is dropping this month. Also, That's Marco's gonna be they got a, they got a jacket and a, uh, a couple of different sets of shorts for Bloodsport that look freaking awesome. So I'm definitely getting the shorts. I'm gonna be tempted. I don't know. I may end up pulling the trigger on the jacket also because Bloodsport is definitely uh, an all time classic. Um, oh, and yeah, then, yeah. go ahead, Marco. Yeah, no, I was a uh, I was a huge JCVD fan back in the day. So oh, yeah. um, if, yeah. I, if any movie pops on, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, so that's a definite purchase on my end. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Um, and lastly, I got some custom figure belts. You know, I I'm a, I'm a sucker for for belts. I got a few different people that um, I like to get belts from, and I, and um, we can rep all three of them on this uh, on these this weekly purchase. So. Uh, we got a guy who's in Greece. He's on he's on Instagram as WWE Figure Artist. So I'll give you guys the specifics on it because it's it's not all straight like that. That's uh, so it's WWE underscore Figure underscore Artist. So this you love a good underscore. Yeah, this guy's in Greece. He's gonna take about a uh, a month for the belts to get here, but the work is top notch. Um, you know the strongest endorsement I can give it in uh, our collection. The, you know the AEW belt came with the bubbly Jericho. Uh, we sold that. We gave it. Uh, we, we paired it up with a Dean Ambrose with Elite that we sold as, as part of our offload some our connection. This guy, the AEW belt that he made was better than the the Jazzwares Wicked Cool Toys one. Um, I just got the TNT belt from him. It looks amazing, insane. Yeah, they nailed it. They, they're going to have their work cut out for it for the actual factory one to beat it. So hit him up, figure artist, our friend Gustador. So I'll give you guys the spelling on that. He has a lot of amazing custom belts. So that's. Uh, G-U-S-T-A-H-D-O-R-E so he's got right now I believe he still has some in stock He this was uh, about three weeks ago when he put them up but he still got he, he had quite a few then so he hasn't posted or sold out yet he's got the ECW tag team belts these are all in elite scale so these are going to pair perfectly with any of your elite figures they work with your Hasbros and stuff too but they're designed to go with elite so the EC, you know the ECW belts aside from the world championship belt um, we're kind of missing the other ones. We've never gotten the TV title or the tag belts and then official release from Mattel. So he's got the ECW tag team belts. Um, we picked those up. And then uh, these are a little bit more pricey, but they are the quality is incredible oh, on them. Yeah. So this, this is, is awesome. the real forbidden figurine. So it's the underscore real underscore forbidden underscore figurines. Again, <laughs> all the underscore underscore is clearly having a moment in 2020. <laughs> but right now she has available the Ring of Honor World Championship and the FTW belt, you know, that's gotten a, uh, a resurgence here over the past uh, six months or so in AEW. So we picked up both of those. So we have the FTW 
and the Ring of Honor World Championship in figure form. Um, so if you're just looking for stuff to help kind of kind of deepen and round out your figure collection, that's definitely a way to go. Picking up those custom she belts. She does amazing work, and she got the stamp of approval by Mad Reaper, which I mean, I don't feel like there's any higher. Mad Reaper's the goat. Yeah, there's there's really no oh, yeah, higher definitely. stamp of a, stamp of approval, yeah, and he gets up, his stuff from from uh, Forbidden Figure artists. So. Yeah, if you hit up uh, Real Forbidden Figurines, the uh, She's got a custom barbarian right now, and this is from when barbarian was rocking the antlers and stuff on his head. That is just—it's insane, you know. So she does. Uh, she sells head sculpts and belts. Um, definitely check her out. You know, just small operation, but a lot of really cool stuff there. And, yeah, and uh, her actually—if you go to her new account, um, her previous account had gotten hacked. Um, unfortunately, that's just the, that's the sucky thing about Instagram. Her previous account had gotten hacked, so I don't I don't know how many figures or how many followers she has, but she had a lot of followers on her old account. But she had to like start from scratch. So definitely give this chick a follow, even for nothing more than to just like you know give her give her more support and like her posts and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, she is she's psychotic with her talent level. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and now Sheena's got some big announcements for us. So I wanted to just real quick pop on and talk about uh, the Chick-fil-A show toy drive. You know, we talk about it every week. I definitely want to make this our biggest, best toy drive. Um, yeah, it's our second annual toy drive. Um, Sal, our good, bro- good brother Sal on our Facebook group is giving away a Legends Elite Warrior. Um, we're going to do a raffle. So if you're in the if you're in the group, please check that out and look at look at the post. Um, if you're going to go ahead and donate, we're going to set up. A, we have our PayPal set up. If you're going to donate to the sh- uh, to the toy drive anyway you may as well enter to win the um the legends eight warrior so um go check that out and then we set up our po box so we'll be posting the address for that for anybody who actually wants to send physical packages or toys or any of that kind of stuff um we're not limiting limiting it to wrestling toys books um baby toys whatever you got guys we hot, just wheels. Want hot wheels i mean it doesn't have to be anything super expensive and if you're donating to our paypal we're going to shop we're going to show you guys what we're purchasing no amount is too small we just want to impact as many families as we can this year um, again i know i said it last week but so many families have experienced hardships this year and like they're like we we love our toys we are figure collectors at heart we're collectors we love all the things but toys are made for kids like let's 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 get down to the to the nitty-gritty here toys are made for kids and kids having a magical christmas is really really super important to me and i want to make this a magical christmas for so many kids who need it um so let's just all collectively come together um sal's giving that away we're going to post all the details about our our holiday toy drive on the Instagram, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter. Um, so if you guys want to donate to that, again, no amount is too small. $1, $5, $20, whatever you got, uh, we, will, we will take it and we'll do the shopping for you guys if you don't want to ship anything. But if you do have toys to ship, we will be posting the P.O. Box address for that as well. So let's make this a very, very Merry Christmas for so many kids. So stay tuned. We'll get the word out on all of the different uh, chick Foley social media avenues. And yeah, let's make it happen, guys. All right, it's time for quarantine and chill. El ídolo. All right, quarantine and chill is where we offer you guys up some non-in-ring wrestling action uh, entertainment options to help you get you through the. Uh, the weekends where we're kind of stuck in the house a little bit. So, Marco, you want to get us started? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we'll start off with uh, so some 
kind of breaking news uh, earlier today. Um, so Netflix is actually doing a uh, documentary focusing on uh, the one and only, the godfather of sports entertainment, Vince McMahon. Whoa. Vince Kennedy McMahon, Whoa. I should say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know uh, if you're if if you ever if you follow like the Dark Side of the Ring guys, uh, one of their dream goals is to have a you know a series on Vince McMahon. Um, but it looks like Netflix has beat them to, to the punch. Essentially, um, it looks like it's going to be like, kind of like a documentary series um, on uh, Netflix. Oh, so it's going to be a series, not just a uh, a one off. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like a, a series uh, on Vince McMahon. So, I mean, it, a long story to tell. You can't do that like in a hour and a half or two hours. It's definitely going to take like a whole season to uh, get the whole story of Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> Uh, going, but uh, doesn't doesn't give any uh, dates on when it when it uh, when it's going to happen. But um, it looks like it's 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 starting up. Um, and then obviously the long the long rumored uh, Hogan movie is supposed to be hitting Netflix as well. So I'm I'm hoping that hits around the same time. But um, yeah, but that's yeah. the one with yeah, uh, Chris Hemsworth supposed to be playing Hogan, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I believe Eric Bischoff is also producing yeah, on that movie as you well. Know, so I don't know if you've seen it. There's been rumors for a few years that there's going to be a uh, a Vince McMahon biopic with Bradley Cooper playing him called uh, Pandemonium is the title that's on the script. So I haven't heard anything about yeah. that in a while. So I don't know if that's kind of just stuck in developmental hell or not. But, but yeah, definitely yeah. cool. Uh, they all, you know, these pro wrestling documentaries are always really entertaining. It'll be very interesting to see one based solely on Vince. He's just such a, a compelling character and, you know, probably the most important person in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah. Say what you want about uh, Vince McMahon now and like how you feel about the product today. But, uh, he's the reason why all these companies are in existence right now. Real so, uh, I mean, he, he it's, it's, that's, that's facts. It's not, not cause we're obviously WWE or lifelong WWE. No, fans. I it's, think you're right. You can't argue said, with that. It's legit facts. It's he's, he's the man. He's the one that everyone strives to be when you're, when they're starting up a wrestling company or a wrestling organization or what have you. He's a guy that everyone tries to model their, their business after, um, or just take parts of what he's done and, you know, put it in their own their own business model. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to this. He's he's uh he's one of the guys that I always uh I don't want to say look up to, but he's always one of the guys I'm always interested in uh, knowing his background. And you know, he he had the hard upbringing. You've heard that before. Yeah. He, he wasn't always rich. His you know he they they lived in a trailer home. Him and his brother, um, his parents and stuff like that. So, interested to see the full story of uh, Vincent Kenny McMahon and. And knowing him and the way the attitude hours run, um, think you're probably gonna hear about a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, tons um, of stories. He, he's he's an open book. Yeah, definitely. So uh, excited about this. But um, I'll just I'll just finish it off with uh, my uh, my pick for this week. Uh, so uh, the wife and I have been trying to watch uh, horror movies um, on the weekend. So like every we're obviously we're off on the weekends. So every weekend we picked a horror movie to watch. Um, I have this app called Shutter. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, or, I've, I've or, always wanted to yeah. check out Shutter, but it's like I, I feel like mixed reviews. Let me like let me know what you think about it because um, you know I've, I've, it's one of those things that's like right in my interest wheel, and uh, I, I'm always on the fence about about subscribing. Yeah, so they do. So they had a they have like a, a trial, like a seven day trial uh, thing going on. So I tried that out. Um, so it's kind of, it's basically like they build it as a Netflix of horror yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are a lot of original movies on there, uh, shutter exclusives, and they're all like super high quality. Um, I was kind of, you know, I was like, eh, 
is, is a really that great quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually watched one this weekend. It's called, uh, it was called haunt. Um, so it's, it's set, it's set on Halloween night. Um, it's about these group of friends that, um, you know, they're at a party, they're getting kind of bored. And one of the friends goes, Hey, let's go one of those, uh, let's go to like a haunted house. One of those like extreme haunted houses. Have you guys, I'm, I'm sure you I've guys never, have I've never been like, to an extreme haunted house. I mean, I've I been to some Hawaii were pretty freaking well, scary. Well, that's true. We, we went to some very scary haunted houses, but there are literally ones out there that like are meant to like, they like grab you yeah, and like, torture. you know, like yeah, the, the torture yeah. house is pretty they, much. Like you have, yeah, to sign, so, uh, you have to sign a release to like go through them. Yeah, I've never, so, uh, I've never so done basically, anything like that. Yeah. So that's what this movie is based on. Uh, so they, these five friends that they go to this, like way out in the woods is this like warehouse where this, uh, they, they find that there's a, uh, a haunted house that they're running. So they meet this creepy clown at the beginning and all this stuff. And he has them sign waivers. He takes their phones. That's part of the waiver. You have to put your phone in this lockbox um, before well, you go spoil, in and stuff like that. Don't spoil it for everyone, Marco. <laughs> but other than that, uh, yeah, I'm not going to bore. Let's see. It's way more than, than what I'm just saying right now. So, uh, yeah, so they go in and uh, all the fun happens. All the, uh, the, all the, the, the fun house things happen in, in, in there and stuff like that so yeah is there uh, any uh is there any, like name actors in it or is this just all newbies and stuff no it's, it's all newbies uh nice. super gory um super creepy as well like i've never been in one of those like you said extreme houses at all uh, but i'm assuming this is how it would be minus the other things that happen that i'm not going to say in it but yeah. uh yeah definitely if you have shutter and uh or if you're interested in it, i think they're still running that free trial uh definitely check it out it's a it's a real good scare. Um, we're trying to figure out a movie to watch uh, on on Saturday night because obviously it's a uh, Halloween, so we got to pick a real good one. Yeah, um, we ha- we haven't watched Trick or Treat yet this season, so I think that's going to be our Saturday night movie. Is uh, oh, tri- there you go. Yeah, yeah. Is, is Trick or Treat. So we this is yeah, so, be our first viewing this this Halloween season. We usually kick it off with Trick or Treat, but you know parent life and all. All right, oh, Gina, course, tell, us yeah. to, uh, tell us about your uh, quarantine and chill. So my quarantine and chill is a Netflix anthology series. Uh, it's called Social Distance. And guys, it is just, it, it literally like just kind of really touches home on like the trauma and like the kind of, I don't want to say hilarity, but just like the, the the craziness that happened at the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, each episode, again, it's an anthology. So each episode is kind of like, you know, like encompasses its own little storyline, you know, start to finish. And it talks about like just some different things that are going on during the quarantine and like different scenarios. And, you know, it, it encompasses a lot of like technology, like, you know, the Zoom cameras and Nest cameras and like all the things. And if you Seth was out to see. So it's really crazy, you know, his, his pandemic experience and like, you know, the our, you know, America pandemic experience has been totally different. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, like it really strikes a chord with me. Um, whereas with him, like he was literally just stuck out at out at sea, like <laughs> floating on an ocean, like not really knowing what what the American experience was happening over here. So um, it's been really interesting to watch it with him, and it's it's funny. And there are some things that are a little bit lighthearted, and there's some things that are a little bit heavy. Um, but I think they do a really good job. It's eight episodes, so it's a really quick watch, um, and it's got like some some people that you're gonna know like you know some that guys um oscar nunez is is one of the was one of the actors in there in one of the episodes so there's going to be some people that you recognize but i think it's really timely that netflix did a quick little anthology series about you know the pandemic and like the whole aspect of isolating and quarantine and social distancing so like you know imagine that this is just 
you know, taking place in like April or May of, of this yeah, year. They give you a little timestamp at the start of each episode. Let's you know exactly uh, yeah. where we're at in the, uh, the pandemic. But yeah, I highly recommend checking out the Netflix series, uh, social distance. It'll kind of take, take you back to like the tiger King stimulus package time of quarantine versus this little bit darker, um, you know, that, election. That 1200 bucks was clutch, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, like I said, definitely, definitely check that out. And my other recommendation for quarantine, and chill is um, the our good buddy Ted over at Wrestling for Sale. He is producing a new YouTube series called The Wrestling Collectors. The first couple of episodes, he really honed in on people who have like vintage wrestling merch collections and like, you know, Rosenberg. And there was another guy that I'd never heard of. But like, guys, these guys have like just psychotic collections of insane vintage merch. And it is like it is like obscene how amazing their stuff is. Um, but I was actually asked to, to come on and talk with Ted and do an interview. So my episode dropped this week. Um, it's all about toys and action figures and things like that. So I'm on the same episode. Uh, Matt Cardona is also a part of this episode. So definitely check it out. Go subscribe to Ted's YouTube channel, um, Wrestling for Sale. The, the series is called Wrestling Collector. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do so. And if you love vintage merch, please check out the, the first couple of episodes as well. And our buddy Extra Cooler is featured in episode two as well. All right. It is now time for our random merch of the week. Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep, dark corners of the internet to find you guys some of the most random wrestling merchandise ever produced. Uh, Marco's got our pick for this week. Marco, tell us about the Sable Attitude Bear. I'm looking at this listing right now on eBay. Tell us about it. Oh, my God. It's a, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, the, 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 it, I only picked it because it's it's based on something very strange. It's a, it's a teddy bear. It's a white teddy bear. Um, very innocent looking. Um, to say the least, um, but it's based on uh, the time when Sable uh, removed her shirt and she had like the handprints, yeah, on her on her boobs. Essentially, um, the bear has the handprints in the same area, which is kind of strange to me. I'm not sure if you guys are like kind of put off by this, but. I'm not sure why they sold this. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, you know, like it's it's kind of in that same era. Like you know, Beanie Babies came around in like 1993, I think, um, and then you know yeah. had like their heyday in '95. So this is what like '99. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah, so this was like on the tail end of the Beanie Babies craze. So these are like basically like knockoffs of the Beanie Babies bears, and it's like a white, um, a white beanie baby with black handprints of her like black handprints. So yeah, I'm totally not. Yeah. I'm totally not offended, but it is really funny that they have like, like I'm looking at a a lot of them. They have a sable. They have a mankind with like a little white paw for his, um, you know, uh, Socko. And then a degeneration X, which is like a black bear with like a, um, a black, a green thing. So yeah, this is pretty funny that these came out like right at the end of the, the beanie babies craze. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's I mean, it, like the other ones have like the names on the front, like like the Val Venus one has Val Venus on it, and uh, and it says "Hello, ladies" on the back. So like the Sable one has the handprints on the on the breastbone, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. And on the back it says "Hands down." Uh, what is it? I think what it says on the back of it. it's like yeah, uh, hands down the winner. Hands down the, 
Yeah, the winner. Like, there's another stable one that has 38 special on the back for some reason. Mankind wants to have a nice day, and then the DX one says two words suck it. You can tell they're really trying to cash in on the um, on the the Beanie Babies collector aspect yeah. of it because it is uh, you know they got the individual number tags and everything. Um, so pretty pretty freaking cool item. Um, but yeah, definitely it's definitely dated now. Looking at it. Yeah, it's it, the uh, the Val Venus one. I'm actually looking because I clicked on one when they have like the the similar items. So it has like a little tag still on it, and it's a picture of Val Venus. Um, it's like one of those tags you can open up, and it's kind of like a little book. And it, when you open it up, it has Val Venus. It has an actual quote from Val Venus. Would you like to hear it? It actually says the uh, <laughs> it's the big Valbowski has thrust his way into the upper echelon of the World Wrestling Federation superstardom on this bear. It's a it's a teddy bear. It's an innocent teddy bear. Why would they why would they ruin the innocence of a of a sweet little teddy bear with with those horrible words from Val Venus? Horrible. It's the attitude era, man. It's just part of the deal, dude. <laughs> so yeah, weird. I'm with you, man. These these are kind of bizarre, you know, of all the attitude era <laughs> products like yeah, I don't know. Beanie Babies are so good. I, 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 looking back, you know, because I was around during that time, I get it. They're, they're kind of just going to cash in on the craze and try to get on this collectibles. But we know Beanie Babies really haven't aged that well, and I think these things have aged even worse. So, oh yeah, cool item definitely. though. You know, it definitely it, they're definitely collectible. I mean, they're individual numbered. You know, so the, you know, yeah. there's only so many of these out there. But, uh, but yeah, cool set. I'd be interested to see what else is out there aside from the few we scrounged up on a little bit of lighthearted um ebay research so retro wrestling recommendation out of the week or excuse me random merch out of the week it's now time for the retro wrestling recommendation of the week This is where we give you guys a pick from years gone by to go back and uh, check out. Marco, what's your pick for this week? So my pick was a lot of people picked the, uh, for obviously Halloween Havoc, I had to go with. Um, so my pick was uh, the Halloween Havoc featuring Rey Mysterio uh, versus uh, Dean Malenko for the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. A lot of people obviously go with, you know, Eddie Guerrero as like the, the marquee match for, uh, for Halloween Havoc. But uh, if you haven't watched a Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio match, you're definitely missing out. Um, probably, obviously, it's, I think it's as equally as good as the uh, Eddie Eddie Guerrero match. Um, I was a huge fan of Dean Malenko, man of a thousand holds, um, especially back in, back in that day. And uh, just like having that young Rey Mysterio um, with his aerial, just two different styles that worked completely well together for some reason. Um, obviously Dean Malenko with his ground game and stuff like that. And Rey Mysterio with his more aerial approach. Uh, it just, it was probably just like a near perfect match. It's like over 20 minutes, I believe as well. So if you have the time, definitely go back and look at it. Um, and, and try to consider it as one of the, the, the best matches close to the, uh, Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero match. So that's definitely my pick. Did that one end with, uh, I can't remember. I'm trying to, did that one end with Dean Powerbomb and Ray off the top rope? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that match. Yep. Yeah, great. When I could, they they had so many clashes there in the in the mid nineties that you know sometimes they all kind of run together. But but yeah, great match. I remember that one. Uh, it's awesome. It was a good little precursor to the Ray and Eddie classic from 
from Halloween Havoc 97. So I went one. I tried to tie it into uh, something that happened this week. And so I picked uh, TakeOver Chicago from mid-2017 with Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate. This is when Pete Dunne uh, won the UK title and started his almost two-year-long reign with it. Awesome match. This was a lot of people's match of the year in 2017. And it's, uh, I think it's about 20 plus minutes. Definitely check it out. A lot of hard hitting action. It's really just kind of the perfect encapsulation of the UK pro wrestling style. Lots of awesome counters. Um, a little mix of high flying with power moves and ground based uh, grappling. Awesome match from a really good show. So you can really watch that whole show. This is the also historically significant because in the main event, it's when Ciampa turned on Johnny Gargano and started one of the best rivalries of the modern era. So take over Chicago and specifically Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. Marco, you remember watching that one? Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Um, they, even, even their first match um, from the, uh, from the tournament there was freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Um, huge Pete Dunn fan. Uh, I guess I definitely glad to see him back in action, but yeah, no, that match in particular was, Oh yeah, if you if you weren't used to that uh like that UK like strong style, um or British strong style as they call it, then you're definitely uh in for a treat if you haven't if you haven't actually witnessed that uh just yet. I'm not sure why you haven't, but if you <laughs> haven't, uh definitely go watch, go back and watch that. That and the Tyler Bate Walter match if you want to see some some brutal beatdowns. Yep, yep. So and I think as a bonus, Jim Ross was actually on the call for that Dunn and Tyler Bate match. So it was one of the last matches he called for WWE. Yeah, so great. Great stuff. So that's it, folks. We're coming in just under two hours. That's going to put a wrap on the end of the 100th episode of the Chick Foley Show. So thank all you guys for your support so far. And going forward, um, remember, you can find Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. Find Marco on Twitter at the Chick Foley Show. At Chick Foley Show. Uh, remember, subscribe and review. It definitely helps out uh, the show. And you can hit us up on Patreon at ChickFoleyShow.com. So Sheena, anything you want to let the listeners know as we put a bow on our hundredth episode. No, just keep listening. Keep supporting. Keep uh, showing us the love. Drop us some five stars. You guys have no idea how much um, those ratings and reviews really help. I know all podcasts will tell you to do it. Um, and we wouldn't tell you to do it if it wasn't important. So we love you guys. We love your support. And uh, thank you for making this first 100 episodes. Just epic. All right, Marco, any closing thoughts? Uh, social distance, wash your hands. <laughs> And wear a mask if you're into it. That's, that's don't leave it on the pandemic. That's pretty, no, that's, that's, right. that's 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 health tips. It's not anything yeah. bad. It's distance. Wash your hands. Keep and it make clean. sure to keep living, keep laughing, and, and keep loving. Yeah, All right. exactly. we're learning episodes in the Live, books. Love, <laughs> All right, we're circling the drain here, folks. We're gonna put a bow on it. Hundred episodes. We are out.